Welcome, everybody. Episode number three, the Arcade Hangout. Although we have been doing it for... I was trying to figure it out, Andrew. How long have we been doing the show for now? Oh, uh, it's been a few months. I don't remember yeah. when we started. I think I started somewhere in end of January, beginning February, I want to say. That's when you started coming on? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I think we were there. even doing it before that a little bit. It might have been. It might have been the new year, maybe. Yeah, that's, I mean, it sounds about right. So yeah. coming up in half a year or so. Oh, cool. And we just started recording it a couple episodes ago. So. It's a shame they missed all that great early content. Yeah, well, actually, there was a lot of good talk, <laughs> especially when Buffett was on talking about uh, you know different tools and stuff like that. We'll have to do that again. That was that was a good one. Well. We've got a, another tech fellow here. We do. For the first time joining us, Mr. Adam, one circuit. Woo! Welcome. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Uh, so the only news I have from the last week, just to keep you guys up to speed, is I'm still unloading arcade games. Actually, you can see my Stargate is no longer there. Yeah. I've made myself all the way around two rooms and I'm to here now, so I've got to get these two out. And then I have another room with probably another dozen games in it I still got to empty out. You're sticking these in a storage trailer or something? Yeah, I got a storage container dropped off my yard, a 20-footer. Uh, my basement needs to be gutted and rebuilt. So. Done. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I started un- unloading these things. A week or a month, approximately. Uh well I'm in Canada so things might be a little bit different but it was 140 yeah, to deliver it 140 to deliver and it's 135 a month okay so it's just like having um a storage, storage. yeah except for it's convenient because it's right here yeah, that's <laughs> and true. and it also if I wanted to buy it the first year of renting can also go towards the purchase price of it so if I want to keep it here use it as a workshop for my you know woodworking tools or whatever. Then I can use part of the the rental towards the the purchase price. What the city and laws like? Yeah, they're illegal where I live. Oh, they're okay to keep uh, on property temporarily for renovations and all that kind of stuff, but to have one permanently is illegal. Yeah. But I've been talking to the former mayor and the current mayor, trying to get them to change their mind about it. Um. Other cities, there's they allow them because it's a you know environmental green thing. There's like 300 million of these things scattered around the world, so mm-hmm. uh, they need to do something with them. And you know what better way than to use them as actual storage or whatever? Yeah. In Detroit, they're repurposing them. They're making like stores out of them and stuff. Yeah, they all over the Pacific Northwest, they they build Starbucks with them. All the star new Starbucks locations are made with containers. Uh, in Vancouver, they built a six-story uh, battered women's shelter. Uh, you have a with Starbucks built out of a out of a storage container. Yeah, all all the new ones are. No kidding. Over in this neck of the woods, yeah. Hmm. Uh, they're they're mostly the drive-throughs. There's they usually have tables and stuff outside with a little overhang over them, but um, they're they're a two level, so they have one level is kind of where the baristas and stuff are, and then there's like a half container on top where they have a ladder, and they have their storage up above. That's wild. Yep. Yeah, we have in Vancouver, they built last year or a couple years ago, they built a six-story 
women's shelter, and they use 40-foot shipping containers, and they're all different angles and, and stuff uh, to build that. So. Wow. Our world is going to convert it to that Ready Player One book. Just stacks of Stacks of trailers, exactly. Mm, so what's, yeah. what's it going to cost if you wanted to buy one? Like so, after that first year, you've you've rented it and you're paying. Oh, yeah, they're like ten grand. How much are they? No, no, they're like the ones we we're looking at. There's a whole bunch of companies here because Vancouver is a huge shipping port, and you can buy them either like used or what these companies basically sell is they sell one use container. So it's made its way over from Japan once, and then that's it. So it's only ever seen the ocean for like a couple months, hmm. uh, and those new are about thirty five hundred Canadian. So you can get them used. I mean, God, some people are selling them for a hundred bucks. Wow! But they're worth more than that in scrap metal. Yeah. So, but, but it costs money to get rid of them, right? To to move them or or whatever. So. Yeah. But yeah, they're thirty five hundred to buy the one use only ones, um, and they're guaranteed for so many years, airtight, dust tight. Although they do have vents in them um, with filters on them to to help you know filter air through and stuff. Uh, and then you can also get ones for uh, $300 more. You can get ones with uh, sub-panels put into them. Um, those also are also spray-foamed on the ceilings. And then you can also pay more to get them spray-foamed on the walls and you get ones that are completely finished off as, like, offices or, or bedrooms or, you know, they can have patio doors on them, French doors on them. They can basically get whatever you want. So who's going to be the first one to open up an arcade in one of those? <laughs> Right. I mean, it, it'd be a cheap, easy way to do it, <laughs> and, and and to be honest, it'd be portable. As long what as you could strap the games down to the sides afterwards, you could just lift that thing on the back of a truck and go away with it. Yeah, what are those uh, officially called cargo freight or shipping containers? Yeah. And they basically what they suggest is they suggest you just um, strip your grass, put some gravel down, and that's it. Yeah, so somebody, there's people on the internet that apparently do have arcades and shipping containers, but none, like, commercial, you know. Right. That was an idea I was toying with, uh, but then the idea was to maybe, if I do get one, is to just turn that into my wor workshop. Um, and we would cedar clad it, you know, make it actually look like a shed. Uh, and and the, the bonus with them is the way they're made, they have basically two huge doors on one end of them. And the doors, they have, you know, a huge padlock thing that you can put onto it, and they both swing open so they go flush with the with the sides. And inside of that, you can actually put uh, uh, French doors or uh, a patio door inside it. So the idea is when you're in it and you're using it, some people even use them as cabins, like in the woods in BC and stuff. So when you're using it, you open up the big metal doors, tie them to the sides, and then you have French doors or windows off the end that you basically are, are entering in and out of. And then when you're done for the day or for the season, you just swing the big heavy doors back close, bracket it all down, put your big deadbolt on it, and those things are almost impossible to break into. <laughs> so, yeah, basically it's like a semi, it's like a tractor trailer, just with no wheels. So yeah, it's with all the doors. Well, they do put, they do put them, you can, there are semi-trucks that have just the actual, like, frame of the trailer, mm -hmm. and then there's four posts on it, and then these things just get craned and dropped onto them. Like, right. they're, I mean, there's literally 10 minutes from my house, there's uh, a port that probably has, you know, 10,000 of these things sitting in it all stacked up. They can stack up, like, 
I think the cranes go like eight high or something. They can hold like three hundred and some odd thousand pounds on top yeah. of each I mean, of them. So you drive through uh, the, the shipping yards in San Francisco. It's the same thing. They're stacked. Yeah. The sky. Yeah. And the yeah. giant cranes they use to move them around is insane. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a company here that um, they design houses. So if you wanted to be green and live off the grid or you wanted to do the environmental thing and build a house with these things. These guys design houses with these things and the houses are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, that, um, you had like a, a mountain property or something like that that you just wanted to build a house on super cheap and easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the new wave of tiny houses or whatever, but, mm. um, you know. Uh, like the uh, apocalyptic prepper people love taking them and like just what, like they just bury them in the ground? It's like instant yeah. Yep. Um, but the cool thing is, is they're three grand. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure if you bought, you know, ten of them to build a huge house or whatever, they'll even get even cheaper. Crazy. So, yeah, that's what I, that's the only thing I've done is just I kind of emptied out some more stuff into the container, and I probably have another day and a half or, you know, it's basically I've only worked on it a couple hours a night. Um, and I've got... I don't know. I'm going to say there's there's 20 some odd games out there right now. So I, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get all of my stuff in there, but I, as long as I can get enough in that I can clear stuff, move stuff around to work on the basement, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, and the only other thing I, I, I saw this past week that I thought of you guys was um, and I you know what? I had it. I had it saved and I've lost the link. I'll see if I can find it in a little bit. Some guy put an ad up uh, recently on Craigslist locally for um, a pole position. So, Adam, this is perfect for you. <laughs> um, working pole position, and then in parentheses, he said um, it was some something like some sort of like lane driving game or something. Like, not lame, but lane, like you're driving in a lane or something. Mm-hmm. Some weird kind of description. Um, very rare. <laughs> uh, knew, knew they were like 4000 or $4,500. Uh, $2,500. For a pole position. Yeah. $2,500 for a pole position, yeah. Did you jump on it? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it, took, it took everything in my power not to email the guy and just say, what the hell are you thinking? But uh, Here, let me see if I can actually bring it up, because I can, as we kind of figured out last week, we can share it. Here it is. So here, let me share my screen. And uh, I can show you guys this thing. Oh, I gotta flip it. Oh, it's the way they took the picture. Yeah, it's the way they took the picture. So there it is. Car track racing. There you go. The old Atari game called Pole Position. Car track racing works well. <laughs> just needs to be cleaned up. Makes a great man cave toy. Twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, sounds like a steal to me. Yeah, actually, although I'm going to say the control panel, although you can't really see the groove to see the cigarette burns. I, I don't understand the pricing because, I mean, is it just like an unknown thing? Because you, you don't see cars being sold for twenty grand where when they sell for 1000 but arcades is such a wide disparity. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know if if people just don't realize there are collectors for these things. They just yeah. think, oh, it's, it's old. This guy has no works. idea what the value is of this thing. No. No, it's... I paid hundred dollars for mine. One hundred dollars. Yeah, nice seventy-five for mine. <laughs> yeah, right I, think was about, I think that was about hundred bucks for mine too. I mean, now that I realize how much work I put into it, I would probably pay like three, four hundred for a working, nice condition one. You know, that's about it. 
I paid 100 bucks for the cockpit that, that my pole position 2 working board came in. And that's the only reason I bought it, because it had a, a working board that I needed to, to use as a you know, yeah. as my golden model to reverse engineer and whatnot. And then I picked up a, uh, an upright for like 75 bucks a couple months ago on Craigslist. So, Adam, in 10 seconds, can you explain how you take a board and FPGA it? Is it easy to explain? Yeah. Um, it can be longer in 10 seconds if you want. I'll grab a board. Oh, Hold on one second. In need of AO. It is 10 second crap. <laughs> because cause it, isn't it something like like CAD, you, you're like mapping components and you're you're putting the traces together and connecting them and stuff. Oh, I don't think you can hear me. Can't hear you. Yeah, but that was my headphone. You notice that, yeah. And this is open source too, right? You can download it or something. Hardware is gonna be open source. I doubt it. What does FPGA stand for? It must stand for something. Yeah, it does. Field programmable gate array. Hmm. Yeah, let me just find a good page here for like a reference. This will work. So the way I the way I kind of described it in John's videos is like when the guys you know at Atari or Nintendo or wherever are designing a game, they they know what they want the game to do. And they have to pick logic gates to to make that a reality, right? And so, like, if you look at the original Atari schematics, you'll see there's all sorts of little diagrams, little pictures of logic gates and what whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, those those gates actually exist in, in TTL that are sitting on the you know, the actual game board, right? All this all this crap all here. This is all TTL, and inside of these you know TTL parts are all these little little gates, okay? And so what they did is they, they designed the schematic. You know, the engineers designed the schematic, and they figured out what they wanted the game to do. And then they had to go and search and find TTL parts that, that did that. And then they soldered them all together and onto that massive board and got it working. Inside of an FPGA are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of these little gates. They're just not hooked up to anything. They're all just kind of floating in space. And then through software, you can instruct the FPGA, here's how I want to hook it all up. And so basically what I did is I just kind of took this schematic and then um, programmed that exact schematic as it, as it sits here into that FPGA. And then that's kind of a, a rough explanation of, of what I did. I mean, there's a lot of custom stuff going on here. There's a lot of Namco custom parts that are not documented. And, and for those, it was a little bit trickier to kind of reverse engineer all that stuff and get it in there. But, you know, 99% of what's on here, and, and I should say 99% of what's on any arcade game out there is just logic gates, you know, just TTL logic gates. Um, so, and, and any game, if you were going to reverse engineer and stick it in, into an FPGA, the process would be the same. You kind of just try to understand how it works with all those little logic gates and then, you know, describe that in some, some higher level language. I don't know if you've done any kind of programming or anything like that, but... Um, logic design these days is not is not done like this anymore. It's done using high level language. It's almost like a programming language. You can yeah. kind of describe what you want it to do, and mm -hmm. so you can literally just take schematics like this and then just re-describe it in that language and program it into a PGA, and, and there you go. 
So I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I was actually yeah. going to start with it, but it's time-consuming, isn't it? Right? It can be. I mean, I do it for a living, so it's not that bad. Um, but it, but it can be very time consuming. Yeah, depending on the nature of the game. I mean, there's there's some games, um, you know, single PCB games. Pac-Man is a, is a great you know example because it's it's it's, uh, it's very simple. There's not a lot of stuff going on graphically. So games like Galaga, games like Pac-Man, you can bang those out. You know, not too bad. This one here obviously took a long time because it's just riddled with Namco customs that aren't documented anywhere. So, you know, yeah, there's the, there's the task of taking everything that's on that board, or I should say, everything that's in the schematics, and then, you know, writing that up in this in this high level language. But that only gets you half of the way there. Then you got to sit there and go through every one of those customs one at a time and and figure it out, you know, through tools and crap that I got here in the lab to figure out how that works. And then, you know, I can put that into the FPGA as well. Yeah, so, so there's a lot going on. Here's my misunderstanding of the logic chips. If they sure. build, you have the CPU which does all the commands and instructions and processing mm-hmm. things, right? And mm-hmm. then you have your your ROMs, which mm-hmm. is all code. In that code are the conditionals. So why do you need TTLs to to do that? So the 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 ROM you can almost think of as software. The ROM is just saying, you know, go to memory and grab grab data from this address, add two to it, throw it at this address, read this, do that, blah blah blah. So so the the program ROM is really just the the pole position program itself. All the logic basically is what's gra- what's what's generating all the graphics, the sprites, and all that kind of stuff, and throwing that all onto the screen. And it takes its cues from the CPU. So if you were to disassemble the the program that's on the program ROMs, you'll see cues, you know, to to write information to the video RAM, yeah. um, and then that information gets translated into sprites. Um, there's you know there's and there's many layers of that you know like pole position is a great example because you've got the road that's in the background you've got cars on top of that you've got your high score and you've got signs whizzing by and so there's many 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 layers of logic each that has its own purpose to do you know a different piece um, and then that all gets combi- combined at the end before it gets blitted out into the screen so the job of the CPU is really just you know is the guy pressing buttons is he moving his joystick maybe sending cues to the sound logic and then writing information to the video RAM, but other than that, that's its only job. You can kind of think of it as two systems in one. One is the CPU board, which is kind of running the show, um, and then the other the other half of it is the, the video logic, which is taking its cues from the from the CPU, but its job is to kind of make sense of that and then start, you know, rendering images and, or generating images in sprite format, whatever, and then send them to the screen. Digital to analog signals, right? It does that at the very end, yeah, because everything is digital up until that very last color prom that, that basically takes the RGB digital signals and then converts it to analog and, and sends it onto the screen. My hope is that, that um, sometime very soon I'll, I'll be able to put out another video that describes all of the video uh, PCB logic. I think I have one out there on YouTube that has all the um, CPU PCB logic. Um, but it would really be good to kind of explain how the, all of the video stuff works because that's the other half of the puzzle, and then I think it'll make more sense. So one more question regarding that. So obviously mm-hmm. when you design everything, it gets saved to, like, one file, like a virtual file, right? Do you think these files will be available, like, in the open domain for people to look at? Because I, mean, I know you profit from it because you sell them, obviously. Yeah, mine but, mine won't be. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't... What it, ultimately what you get is a is an FPGA binary configuration yeah. file, and I don't yeah. think you'd be able to make any sense of that at all. Well, people, um, other people can load it up and kind of like view it. You know what I'm saying in the FPGA program software. 
Um, right? Yeah, that's. I don't know if they would be able to. That's a good question. I guess they could. And, and when you say people, you mean the Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, and, and there. I know th this is actually something that I ha that I have to research. I, I haven't had to yet, but I was planning on is. I know there's some kind of. I don't know if it, it, encryption is the right word, but there's some kind of protection that's available. Probably, you know, it's called obfuscation, probably. Oh, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. You uh, might I'm be a more familiar with it. But um. Because what well, I do is like the same thing in VMware, where you mm -hmm. can create a whole virtual network and you can mm -hmm. save that configuration file and give it to somebody else, and they can view everything you just did and apply it to their own and change the XML file or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. so that's I, I just have to get into the FPGA more, and because I know there's open source programs that you can use, right? Yeah, I mean, in fact, the core that I'm using, the Z80 core, is is an open core. You know, it's it's on opencores.org. I mean, and so anybody who wants to get into this, you know, if you're worried about the CPU aspect, there's, there's, and that's assuming you want to put the the, the CPU into the FPGA. JRock doesn't even do that, right? JRock takes the authenticity one step further. Um, maybe, maybe that's partially why he does it. Maybe because he doesn't want to deal with having to to work with the the, the cores inside the FPGA. But he has a standalone Z80 or whatever it is, 6502, sitting outside of the FPGA, and then all the rest of the logic he throws into the FPGA. And that's another way to do it. I talked over Andrew. I didn't hear what you said, Andrew. Oh, that's all right. I was just saying obfuscation probably wouldn't help uh, since obfuscation really is just generally trying to make um, code uh, more difficult for a human being to read. Uh, yeah, and, and to, it, makes it makes it difficult to reverse engineer because it's all like A's and B's and C's instead right. of human-readable functions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would, you would never be able to take the FPGA binary and reverse engineer it into the high-level language that I coded the design in. Um, but what you may be able to do is, using some kind of software, see all the logic gates. Yeah. The you, just said it, you just said it. I didn't catch it before. It's binary. It's already compiled, so it's yeah. no longer source code. Yeah, it's like a binary file or, or a bit file, and it's, it's literally you know, a bit stream that feeds into the FPGA and, and defines the wiring, right? Because all those gates are out there floating in the FPGA, and it, and it basically defines how those are all going to be stitched together. Yeah, but like when you're working on the project using this program, isn't there? It's got to be saving what you're doing to some text file or something, you know? Yeah. So I'm coding it in Verilog, which is a which is a hardware description language. But that's all I ever have to do. I can always stay in that language. Every time that I want to compile it, it compiles all that, and then it goes through what's called synthesis. It translates that level language into a lower level, you know, schematic. Yeah. And then it takes that schematic, translates it into a bit file, and, and programs the FPGA with it. So there's many layers of kind of ab abstraction. Hmm. Very nice. Thank you. Sure. So you, are you in like your your basement there, Adam? Or yeah, this is a, a section of the basement that I that I finished and turned into a lab. No, I love that you called it a lab earlier. That's the reason why. I was <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much what it is. It's got you know, it's got different workbenches and whatnot. Um, various projects that I'm working on, and there's like a section where I do my board repairs, and and then there's the um, the build, the bench where I do you know coin up work and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you can see it back there. Nice. So, so yeah, and this is also my home office. I mean, so my my day job and everything. This is where I where I work. Oh, so you work from home, so that that allows you to do a lot of quality time there. Yeah, I mean, it used to. With the new gig, it's like it's extremely time-consuming. Um, so I haven't been able, like, I've been really 
know, um, down on my board repairs. I mean, it took me like, I don't know, four or five months to do the last board repair just because I haven't had time. Um, everything's so, kind of really slowed down. Yeah, I I haven't watched all of John's videos. I know you, you help mountains and stuff like that. So what is your real-time gig? What do you do? So I do uh, GPU development for, for Qualcomm. And so, like a, a good portion of the cell phone market, you know, the GPUs out are, that are out that are in those phones, I had a part in developing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like Sam, Samsung is, is our, I think, our biggest customer. So, if you guys have Samsung phones, yes, are, yeah, the GPU. Your name's uh, all in the comment code, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I do. And 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 as you can imagine, the cell phone market is ridiculous. You know, no sooner am I done one you know, project or whatever, it's like the next one's right there, you know, the next phone is always right behind, and so there's there's very few. So, probably a big key right? Yeah, I mean, it is good. It's, it's yeah, I, I enjoy the work, you know. No, I mean, it's a big team, obviously, right, doing all that. Oh, yeah, it's huge, yeah. I mean, I work in a local office here in Massachusetts, but the, it's headquartered in San Diego, and, and so I would say a good, you know, 90% of the GPU team is actually out in San Diego. Um, and then the, the, we have a satellite office here in Mass, um, which I'm a part of. So, cool. yeah. Hey Adam, do you yeah. want to plug your uh, your channel and your website and stuff? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, onecircuit.com is my um, is my website, and I try to keep it up to date with respect to um, stuff that I'm working on, um, and more so YouTube videos and stuff. I mean, I also have a channel on YouTube where I do I, I try to document the, the repairs that I do for you guys, the guys on Cloud and whatnot. Um, I think it's just YouTube slash One Circuit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I got those two things going on, and uh, I'm obviously, you know, I hang around with John a lot. So you guys see me in, in his videos and whatnot whenever he needs to move a yeah. game or, or whatever. Um, yeah, and then there's the coin up stuff that, that I have going on too. Your latest was with that that computer space, right? Yeah, actually, well, I, we did one this jump, weekend. I think he finished he finished his oh, jump bug, and, and I went over and helped him move it, and we hung out for a while. Got it. But uh, but yeah, we did. We went on an adventure and picked up the um, computer space from the airport, I believe. He had it flown in. Huh. So, how many games do you have, Adam? I have probably a good dozen or so. I have this massive game room um, in, in a room above my garage with vaulted ceilings and the whole nine yards. It's, it's actually pretty sweet. But I, I, I haven't been in there in, I don't know, I want to say three, four months. It's 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 sad but true. <laughs> I spend a lot of time with my kids doing, you know, them. I'm a, I'm a real family man. Um, and between that and work, it's like, you know, I don't really I don't really have time. I, I, I love this stuff. I love this hobby. But I just haven't had the time to, to really dive into it as much as I wanted to. Yeah, that's so. why I have the container here because I need to be able to work and do on, you know, play with the stuff. Yeah. And I could even I could even get around this room before, so. Yeah. It was it was time. I have a two year old boy, and he's getting to the point where he can kind of play and do his own things while I'm working on stuff. So uh, it was time for me to. I need to to get this room into shape so I can do more with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see. I have probably a dozen or so games. Um, a handful a of games. I don't actually. I just have a. I have a Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, and I just. Uh, I actually just got. Actually, I think it was more than a year ago. Um, Super Mario versus. Um, and then in the center of the game room is a big pool table, and then I also got a full-size arcade air hockey table from an amusement park out in Connecticut. So like that. must be a big space. It, it's huge. I, I'll, maybe I'll walk up later and kind of show you guys the, the layout a little bit. Yeah, I haven't been, it'd be interesting. I haven't been in there in, in months. It's kind of sad, you know. It's like uh, at one point it was like you know perfect, 
Uh, everything was set up perfectly. And then um, so I had projects or something, so I had to move some stuff in there. And as you guys know, it doesn't take much. Once you get a non-working game in there and, you, and another non-working game, it starts getting cluttered with just storage, and it's just, I don't know. So so it's kind of a storage-slash-game room now. But yeah. I think that happens to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anybody else have any? There's a whole bunch of people in here tonight. Holy cow. Yeah, we got Puff here. We got... Uh, oh, Crafty. Seabart, Chris. Yeah, I don't think I know most of these guys. Yeah, no Crafty. It's his birthday, apparently. So. Oh, what's his real name? Is that Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got Gak Attack in here tonight, too. It doesn't look like he's got a mic or anything, but... Where's Gak Attack? Which one? Chris. Chris. Oh, Chris. Okay, yeah. You're right. I also, I also got a message from uh, Steve, Idaho <laughs> Farmer, who said that uh, to say hi to everybody and that he actually got a camera and a mic. Not <laughs> with, with his wife and kids tonight, but he'll be on next week. I think the big question is, does, does Buffett have a headset? Right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, does. <laughs> he, he does. He doesn't tend to want to use yeah. it, though. <laughs> B- Buffett, you want to speak up on that? Hey, hey. hey. I, I don't have a headset. Hi, you guys haven't talked to me yet. You there? No, yeah, we can hear you. I don't have a cam. I have a PS2 cam, but my computer crashed, and I had to reload it. That was like a couple months ago. This so is because, because you're you're on Adam, I, I purchased that one coin thing, whatever you're selling on your site. <laughs> oh, the coin up, sweet. Yeah, I just bought one. Whatever. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't charge me for shipping and handling, though. No, that's free. Shipping, oh. shipping's free. Cool. Shipping's on me. <laughs> right. I don't have I don't have a headset yet. Oh, isn't Jim Bodini supposed to send you one? He's not on here tonight yet. Right. He was. He said he was going to send it out like yesterday or today. Didn't you have one the like a couple weeks ago? I thought you had a, an analog headset. You said you had a camera no. going too. No, just that that little uh, microphone that I had, that little white one. Oh yeah, you also had a headset or a camera working too, didn't you? We we all got to see your nice beard. Oh yeah. Well, the webcam has a mic on it too. Ah uh, yeah. Hey Brad, That's- we're full. There's no more people that can join. We got ten. Yeah, well, they'll uh, they'll just have to watch, and then if uh, maybe maybe someone will keep ringing the the bell like they did last week. Yeah, Mark, you're on, but your mute your mic is muted. Yeah, I just didn't want to didn't want to interrupt you with my shenanigans. So what's what's your user name? I'm Time Runner. Time Runner, okay. It's gonna search you up. I'm the so, guy. So, uh, want to introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Time Runner. I'm the guy that owns. Uncle Rico's van from Napoleon Dynamite. What? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> My kids saw it for the first time uh, this week, and I and I had to pause it and explain them the story. I think I heard it was in um, the commentary or something like that. Are you serious, though? Is this really yeah. your van? Yeah, five years ago, this guy was selling it on eBay. I won the auction, but he had a reserve, so then I just started, like, annoying him with, like, just a little bit higher, and then eventually he gave in, and... Well, no kidding. It's weird. Uh, it's They uh, shipped it to L.A. for two uh, 20th Century Fox events already, and so I've already met the cast, and the crew is really creepy. And your username should totally be Uncle Rico, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> 
You're Uncle Rico. It's bad enough people like are tell, telling me I'm driving a rape van, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Child predator van. Exactly. Yeah. It's hilarious because the the um, Scooby Doo the the live action movies. That van is sitting in a junkyard here near my house. Is it really? Sitting, yeah, it's been sitting there ever since the movies were shot, and nobody drives it around. It's not worth anything. Uh, well, is that your site, what, UncleRicoVan.com? Right. No kidding. I have the Google this now. Wait, I'll, put, I'll put it up on the... Uh, okay. Time runner, is UncleRicoVan.com, who it is? Yeah. No kidding. Look at this. <laughs> Right, My kids I'll... are going to freak out when I tell them that I, uh, I met Uncle Rico. <laughs> That's awesome. So there it is. <laughs> Look at that. Welcome to celebrities on this chat. Yeah, definitely not lying. There he is in the video. There he is right there. Um, Sweet. So it's the most... Uh... Okay. Let's go to the gallery here. There you go. And I use this van, actually, every time I was uh, picking up an arcade game. Uh, when I was living in Minneapolis, I would use this van, and so people would flip out. That is sick. <laughs> you got to get one of those time machines and stick it on the dash. So I don't, I don't know much about old Dodge vans. Is there anything different on this van than what would be on a stock one? Uh, I mean, it is stock. I mean, Santana is is a customizing company, I guess, that was in L.A. or somewhere in California in the 70s. They did, they did the, the, the camperized part right. of it, probably. Yeah. yeah the, the, there's a kitchen thing in there. Um, we use it now pretty much annually. There's a race called the Ragnar, where you have two vans and 12 people, and then you run 200 miles over two days. And uh, so that's we're Team Napoleon Dynamite. That's awesome. Wow. Oh, and you can rent it. Yeah, you know, I haven't got a lot of takers on that. I have had several 40-year-old women who were, you know, turning 40, and they rented it out, and they all partied. Yeah, party. <laughs> now, do you have a little webcam going on in there when you're renting it out? Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> just got my hotspot action on, actually, with my AT&T phone, so... I'd, I'd previously been in their whole, you know, unlimited, but we're not going to let you do cool stuff. And so now, now we're in there. Sweet. It's, 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 it's still 70s vintage. There's nothing in there that is really modern. <clears throat> were you just like a fan of the movie that you had to buy something like this? Or? Uh, well, I collect other movie cars. This was yeah. the thing. You got yeah. Okay. And I don't want the show to be all about me, but I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, okay, the first one I bought was a 1981 DeLorean, which has all the Back to the Future stuff on it. Fine. Yep, that's that right. It's timemachinerental.com, right? Right, exactly. Man. Then I got a 78 Corvette a guy had made look like a Batmobile. I've since traded that to another guy who actually thought he was Batman. And oh. for an 83 <laughs> Pontiac Trans Am, that's the Knight Rider kit. Oh, yes. yes. I was big time into that for a while. L love that. That that was a very good trade because the Batmobile was kind of. So you have one. You have a, a replica, Knight Rider yep. replica. Yep. Sweet. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then, then I got let's see, Uncle Rico's van. I also got a well, I got a Toyota Prius because in Minneapolis it's practical because it's snowing eight months out of the year. But I made that kind of like a Family Guy Prius, so there's like a Brian and a Stewie <laughs> that, that we leave in there. The license plate's Bride Dog. 
And I think that's it, actually. I feel like... Oh, I, I own a 2010 Camaro 2SS. It's yellow with a black stripe, like uh, Transformers. Mm. Bumblebee? Yeah. You don't, you don't have one of these? <laughs> Generally. No. Yeah, um, those, are, those are rare now, huh? <laughs> I know. I don't know what they're going to... Yeah, I have some friends that have them. You know, never even occurred to me about the whole flag thing. But so, how's the storage situation? Where do you put all these? Four of them are in. They're well, like all my arcade games are still in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I moved here to Texas to renovate. Uh, this is my the house I bought for my parents, uh, and then I'm going to rent this out. I'm selling another house I own, and then I'm going to buy like my home with the arcade in the basement or whatever, you know, my, my grown-up house. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay, so, so let's talk arcade games then. How many do you have? What do you have? Uh, it's on my VAPs. Let's see. There's like 20 or 30. That's a lot. That's more. That's double than what I have. <laughs> nice. Um, I, well, like, oh, you know what? Just... Thinking about this, uh, the only two games I brought here, I have a Street Fighter that is in a centipede cabinet that I bought for 50 bucks at a garage sale, and my fiance loves it. And I made sure I brought that. I also brought a Rocky and Bullwinkle, also her favorite pinball. I left all mine because I wanted her to sort of feel like, hey, it's all about you. So now I'll buy some other games. What was your name again on VAPS? Time Runner. Time Runner 88, actually, on VAP. So oh, not out at, time, at time? That's what I was looking under. Time Runner 88. Uh, oh, and so I have a turkey shoot. Hey, um, so do I. Yeah, I know. I, uh, Sweet. Mine, mine doesn't work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mine I does. It, I got it for 100 bucks. Uh, it was in a uh, gas station that somebody had, a, not abandoned, but it was bought at auction and hidden in the back behind a bunch of stuff. So, still looking for somebody to help me out with the board on that thing. You don't have any extra uh, gun parts, do you? No, but my gun is really minty awesome. My gun is totally working, it's totally mint, but the front left side of it was busted off. Ah. So, i got to get someone to scan or 3D model or whatever the other side and just flip it, I think. Right. Yeah. Other than that, mine's fully working. Hmm. Is your, uh, is your uh, button uh, yellow or red? The, it's red. It is red. Okay, mine's yeah. too. It's, it's, a clear, it's a clear, it's a clear, clear red, right? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the, you're the only person I person I can talk to about turkey shoot. It seems. <laughs> I was gonna try to get it out here for this show, but probably next week. I didn't get enough games out. These two games are still here, so maybe next week I'll move the turkey shoot and I can put it here and maybe actually get it going. Oh, so you have everything still inside of that container that's illegal. <laughs> uh, well, I'm moving more stuff there. Yeah, it's not illegal while I'm renovating. So if it stays here, it's illegal. Okay, fine. Yeah. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the turkey shoot is not. The turkey shoot's actually uh, there's like ten or twelve games in a, in my another room here. It's sitting. It's actually I can see it from here. Uh, it's just over there. So I'll move it. Maybe next week I'll just move it back here and so I can fire it up. Nice. And the feathers still work. Yep, feathers uh, still work. Mine, well, because it never gets to the the rug, you know, the carpet screen or whatever, my fan fires up. I do have a repro uh, decal I have to put over the uh, the bezel. Is your bezel wood or plastic? It's wood. Yeah, mine's plastic. Hmm. I made two different ones. Yeah, it's like this, it's this glass box with vents on it. 
Weird. Yeah, I don't know why they made two different ones, but yeah, mine's all molded plastic. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can bring it out next week and, and show. Cool. For, for the listeners and the watchers. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking I at know. your VAPS. Your VAPS list now. I know Bodini's just, like, watching it right now. He's just like, I want to say something. <laughs> yeah, he's... Poor guy. Oh, there's actually... Uh, we got a few viewers. Uh-oh, we got... We got uh, Buffett live. Look at that. <laughs> hey, there's the beard. The great big bushy beard. I'm eating oh, me no, lucky charms. But no mic. <laughs> oh, here it comes. No, no, here he, no, no we mic. can't hear you, Buffett. Can't to Buffett. You got to choose between the mic and the, or the beard. <laughs> can't have both. The Can't chance. have both, apparently. No, still nothing, man. <laughs> still nothing, Buffett. Turn the mic, turn the camera on, the mic doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> How about now? There you go. There you go. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I got until Jim sends me the other one. Now we can you. <laughs> it works. It does. Is it echoing? Yeah. No. No. Fine. Not not too bad. Oh, all right. Is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Anything new in the Buffett world? Uh, no, not really. Not not as of this week. Not yet. I got a couple guys coming over for repairs. Got some guy coming over to look through some parts tomorrow. Supposed to be anyway. I'm trying to get rid of my hoard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you got a 20-foot Connex container full, you know how that gets pretty <laughs> get pretty backed up. Yes, I I know a guy in Seattle who's got seven seven 40-foot shipping containers. Ugh, I ain't that bad, but it'd be <laughs> nice to be. <laughs> if I if I could get if I could have more storage containers or a bigger building, I wouldn't have to worry about getting rid of my hoard so much. I can separate what I want versus what I don't want and sell off. You know, and keep what I do need. That's what everybody says, but it never works out that way. No, it never does. It never I got does. fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years worth of storage. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> I got everything. I got jukebox parts, very few pinball parts, just driving game parts, jukebox parts, cabinet parts, dead cabinets, wiring, just all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Only only people like Andrew and John can actually have nice organized spaces with games that are all working. <laughs> <laughs> My plan is later in life for that to come, so we'll see. Yeah, same here. Once the kids grow up. I don't have any kids and I got that problem, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a kid until recently and it never worked out either, so So am I the last one? <laughs> At least in this group, anyway. <laughs> One without any kids and still can't get rid of it. Uh, well, I don't have any kids, but I don't really have a problem. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got a four. It's just not. It's all fairly well organized. And yeah, I've got. Worth. <laughs> yeah, I've got just so much stuff. I mean, just stuff. That is just piled and piled and piled on top of each oh, other. Someone's gonna raid you one day, uh, Buffett. It's like, woo! Yeah, yeah. Monitors everywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not getting rid of those, but yeah, there's probably close to 100 of them sitting around here, too. All, all the easy 20s that you hate, right? <laughs> I, I like easy 20s. That's that's the difference. <laughs> Once you get like cast down, it's easy. Well, I've got somewhere around 100 tubes sitting around, and then probably close to another 150 two or so chassis around here. And those are all good tubes, no burning or anything? Um, about half of them are, are, are TVs, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I've, I've got, if I was to sit down and do it, I could probably just about outfit about half of my games with new tubes. So. Yeah. Our, our buddy that usually is on here, Mike Kilowatt, got a Buffett packet from that capacitor rock. Okay. Yeah, for, so I saw a few of them here and there. Yeah, for his, um, I forgot what it was for, probably a black and white one. I don't have too many black and white kits. Most of mine are for the raster stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll probably can so, now, I, if they special order a cap kit, like send me the values they want, I can put one together. But as far as stocking or having a known list of them, no, I don't. Do you work on uh, black and white stuff? Only if they bring the entire game here. What? I don't have any way to test them. Yeah, what state are you in? Virginia. That's pretty far drive. <laughs> so I, I don't work. I don't have any black and whites. But a friend of mine just picked one up, and we were. I was trying to diagnose the monitor. Man, the flybacks and those things were a lot different looking. Yep, absolutely. It's got like the, a big ass diode, like a three or four inch long diode. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you think about it, I don't. I've never taken one and dissected it, but that's kind of engineered in some of the other flybacks. Oh, so it's all internal. Yeah, yeah it's all internal. Yeah, Dialed that's why you why you can't replace it. Like when you get a wave and you got to replace the flyback, even though there's nothing else wrong with it. Yeah, that's because the internal diode's bad. So is it the diode that yeah. normally explodes inside? Like what makes the regular one go poof? I don't know. It could be just heat and the windings break down. It could be something gets loose and they're vibrating, you know, and reverberating against each other and breaking down the housing or the inside epoxy. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never know. Or it could take a surge of some vintage, you know, and push too much current through one coil and it heats it up and then it shorts together. So, right. I don't know. I mean, there's many different causes that, you know, could potentially happen. So, you, you never know. There's no real way to tell unless Adam can shed any light on it. But I don't know how much high voltage stuff he does. I mean, not a lot. Yeah, ninety-nine percent of the stuff that I do is just board logic, which is all TTL. Yeah, Adam's yeah. a five volt guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. The I'm not really a monitor guy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just. No, I just didn't know if you, yeah. Mo I didn't most know if you of the, the most of the things I've read about is just like, oh, black and white monitor is the same as RGB with two less guns. Basically. It but is. then you but then you look at one and it's like holy crap this thing looks completely different. It, it looks, but it, it functions the same. Right. The so concept. it's all a lot of stuff external, rather all internal in one kind of replaceable piece. Right. Well, well, think about it. A black and white has one gun, so it only has to have one set of circuitry. A raster has three guns, so mm -hmm. it has to have triple the circuitry. Which in and some cases is easier to diagnose because you can always just swap parts around, right? In ways, yes. But in a black and white or vectors and stuff like that, you've only got one path for things to go. So 
it's easier to follow the schematic because you don't have voltages being pulled from one place to another. Why this is pulling voltage from this circuit? What power? What in this circuit is powering another circuit, etc. You know, there's there's some things in the K7000 and G07 that for a problem that, like for example, I'll be working for something in the color circuit, but yet if a resistor is bad in the vertical circuit, the color circuit screwed up. Well, what? Why would they even put that there? But right. I'm, I'm, you know, I can't read schematics like that, so I can't tell you. you know, Adam can read them. <laughs> yeah, he, he could tell you the answer if I had if I gave him a specific thing probably to look up. He could probably tell us why, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just can't read them like that. I never did, I never learned. Oh my! I'm I'm all self-taught. So I didn't go to school I, I, I for took electronics. School, I mean, I, I took many years of analog electronics, and then as soon as I graduated, I knew I wanted to do digital. It just, you know, I just was really attracted to that kind of stuff. And it's one of those things where if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm sure I could, you know, fuddle my way through it, but I haven't touched that stuff in years. Yeah, I say I just, I, I I've just been learning it over time. You know, if mm -hmm. I when I need a problem, I just start in one part of the circuit and I just work my way to the other side. Mm -hmm. And then once I've gone through that entire circuit and can't find anything wrong, then I start hitting all the little branches to see what's going on. You do the same thing when you're looking for logic problems. Um, sometimes, yeah, but yeah, but it's, on it's got to, it, once you once you understand the 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 kind of the architecture. Then it becomes so much easier, right? I mean, I've been working on Nintendo boards for so long um, that sometimes you can just look at the screen and know exact. I know exactly where the problem is, you know, or, or at least the general area where that might be causing that problem. Sure, and it's the same thing in monitors. Just, right. you know, I I was looking. I wish I could remember the specific problem that I was looking up, but I was having a brightness problem on a on a chassis, and. I went through the entire circuit, and somehow or another, it led me back all the way off one of the branches to a resistor that was burnt up that apparently feeds that circuit in some way to give it some sort of, you know, 5 volts or 10 volts or whatever it's doing mm -hmm. to make a transistor turn on or whatever. I don't know what it was, mm -hmm. but it was just way out in the ballpark. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. On the other side of the chassis, it has nothing to do with the circuit, but yet it's connected to it. Mm. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I just recently did a a uh, 5515 for out of a 720, and I went through that thing, and I must have pulled and measured 30 or 40 parts. Couldn't find nothing that had to do with it, and just on a hunch, I looked at it and said. I don't even know what that capacitor over there does. Let me take it out and measure it. I have no idea why that makes it do what it does, but that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> just, just on a whim, I pulled it, and it was open, and I put a new one in. Well, first I put the wrong value in, and it fried the horizontal output transistor <laughs> and the voltage regulator. But see, I didn't You're know supposed to mention it. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you see what it did. You know, because it's different on the... I put the value that was in there off the 19 versus the 25. So mm -hmm. I didn't have the correct value. So once I pulled, did that, I pulled that out, and then I put one in that was rated, I don't know, not quite double, but double over what the 
value was that's supposed to be in there, and all it did was make the chassis click and make a buzz noise, but it didn't blow anything. Mm. So and while I was waiting on the other, the right value to come in, well, that helped me narrow down why I was blowing what, but that's how I learned, mm. you know, what it does, you know, help to learn what it does. So I've got another 4,900 sitting around here somewhere that that's the problem. That capacitor keeps it in high voltage shutdown, but it doesn't blow any fuses or any parts. So now I can go to that 19 whenever I find it again in one of the many boxes I have sitting around here and measure that and see if that's the problem because the chassis worked and then it just quit and nothing will bring it out of high voltage shutdown. Hmm. So in a 4900, there's typically only two or three things on average that keep it in high voltage shutdown. But I've changed the flyback, I changed the IC, I made sure the 130 volt trace is good, the volt, the regulator circuit's good, the power supply was good, but just stays in high voltage shutdown. So is it just my chance that I figured it out on the 5515 and that's the problem with the 4900? I don't know, I just gotta find it and see when I get to it. So, yeah, but it took me what three day three three days of working on it about somewhere between six and eight hours each day to try to find this problem. That's rough. So you were just <laughs> shotgunning it the whole time? No, 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 no. I just pull. I just lift one leg and measure it. Lift one leg and measure it. Lift one leg and measure it. And then on some of the like the ceramic caps, and probably Adam has this problem too. Sometimes you don't. There's no meter to measure them correctly, yeah. you know, what their yeah. printed value is. So you have to swap them between the 19s or a known working chassis to try to narrow down your problem. And that's where I came, that's where I figured out the wrong value from the 19 on the 25 to where it blows the horizontal output transistor and the voltage regulator. So that was, that was part of that test, part of the, and that's one of the last things I tried. We'll so, be seeing that one up on uh, your YouTube channel. It's already been done. Already done and going back to the customer. Yeah. That wasn't Bredo, was it? No. I saw you just did Bredo recently. Yeah. No, he's, he's been buying a couple different... He's been buying K7s off of me. He's redoing um, tube swaps and stuff in his monitors, or in his games. So he, he puts in one about once a month. He's been putting a chassis in for repair. Yep. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, it's nice. He's been sending me pictures of his arcade and stuff, and it looks pretty sweet. I got that figured out. Yeah, I should get Bredo on here. I don't know. He's he's up in my neck of the woods, but he's like 15 hours away from me. But he right. he did have this amazing arcade, and then all of a sudden one day he messaged me saying he was selling everything, and he said he sent a shipping container to Texas with all his games, and then... Kept some, and then all of a sudden he's got a bunch of games again. I'm not sure if he ever did sell all of them or what, but... I don't know, but in the pictures he sends me, there's 15 to 20 games in the pictures. Oh, no, he had... I think he said he ended up selling 40-plus, so well, so maybe um, so maybe he has restarted again. Yeah, maybe. Um, I know he's out with his, uh, his kid at camp right now, so he'll be back any day now. Yeah, we've chatted a few times, like, messaging and email, but we've never met, but... Like I said, he's 15, 17 hours away from me. Right. Yeah, Canada's a big place, that's for sure. <laughs> same. We're in the same province, but he's like halfway up and I'm down the bottom, so. 
So, but yeah, no, he's doing all right as far as I know. Like I say, keeps putting in for chassis. So. Cool. Yeah, I, I like to see what his rim looks like these days. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yep. Let's see, he put um, the K7 in these bubbles, his joust, and I think the Robotron that he had, I believe, for tube swaps. And then I think he, he said he did... Um, he did a Geo, I think it was a Geo 7 tube swap for his missile command. Hmm. So, yeah. So, a lot of good looking games in his place, that's for sure. Yeah, well, he did have a new inbox, like Robotron Mini from the Time Traveler's Warehouse and stuff. He had a, a few new inbox games, so I think he might have sold a lot of those ones and just starting over. Because I don't know why he would have another Robotron if he had a Robotron Mini new inbox. Yeah, I think it was a Robotron. I have to, I'd have to look, but it's three Williams games. Right, which is cool. It might have been Moon Patrol instead of Robotron. Might have been Moon Patrol, but um, but yeah, you know, hey, sometimes you gotta sell and start over, and that's the way it goes. Yeah, I think he just said his he was hoping his kids would be into it, but his kids, you know, became teens and they just wanted to hang out and watch movies with their friends. They weren't interested in the game, so he ended up selling them all and then kept some, but maybe slowly building back again. Yeah, maybe, you know, you don't have to have games for your kids, you have games for you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> you know, that's why I got them, I don't got no kids, so they all for me. <laughs> and the one or two from a girlfriend, she likes Miss Pac-Man, so I got that for her. But uh, Cool, hey, how's Mock's room doing there? I see some lights flashing back there tonight. <laughs> yeah, this is my bar, just hanging out. <laughs> I always miss you guys when you do a show when there isn't a show, so I decided to come in for once. I thought that was a stacker game behind you initially. <laughs> I don't know, it's just a bar. It's the level of Jack Daniels and stuff. Hey, I got something to show. Are oh. those Debo hats? Yeah. I was going to say, that's what they look like to me. Here, I'll, present, I'll present you to everybody here. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you put on one of the Debo okay. hats? Okay. <laughs> All right, here's some addition right here to the arcade. Oh, wow. Um, nice. Yeah, can, can you see that? Yeah. I can't read what it says. What's the name? Game room? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game room. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's all I have. I have nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> That was, a, that was a Father's Day gift. The first one came in in little pieces. <laughs> mm. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, and yeah then take so it down I return to, it back to China. Take it down to the local filling station to get it re uh, refilled back with gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, not, not much going on with me. How about you guys? Just missed out on, ca on uh, California. Show. Yeah, how was that? Uh, all my friends went, but I didn't go, so I'm bummed that oh, I didn't. didn't go. No. The only person here that went, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, Jeff C. went, um, Kaylin went, um, Joe didn't go, and Sean didn't go. I don't think John went, so those guys didn't all go. But a lot of the California crew went. So. Yeah, I went a few years ago, and I was kind of disappointed by it. Really? So, yeah, and that's probably why I I probably won't go back again. 
So I heard they have a lot of laser, like rare laser games that you never see anywhere, like uh, Freedom Fighter. And they did have when I was there. They had a lot of laser games. They also had all Atari Scott stuff, but none of it was ever working. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and from what I hear, the the way they organize it, like you you have to f- look after your games yourself or something. So if a game goes down, a lot of times it doesn't get fixed. And I remember going there and looking down one row of like eight pinball machines, and six of the pinball machines were down. Oh, and well, this was a phone number sorry. on. Oh, yes, sir. I didn't mean to cut you off. There's a phone number on the machine. You're supposed to call the guy, and they're supposed to come out and fix it. Supposedly, right? Your own machine. But with it's just so busy there already because it's such a large show that when you got, you know, a good chunk of machines down, then all of a sudden the lineups get even larger and... That's true. And, and some people just bring their machines and put ridiculous prices on them because they know that non-collectors are going to be at this show that have, might have a lot of money and they'll see, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, shit, I got it cut off. I can hear you. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, I, uh... I think this went down. Okay, yeah, the uh, yeah they'll put a huge price, a ridiculous price on it, just to see if they'll get it. And sometimes they'll get it. A lot of times, oh, yeah, it's because right. you know, there's people down there that see it and go, oh, I've always wanted a Galaga. I'll put down two grand, <laughs> you know. So, but if it's a hundred dollar, then it's a pole position. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, if any of you guys ever get a chance, I mean, I, I'm not really a part of it, but the Seattle show, which is in Tacoma now, so far it's like the best show I've been to. It Like, they actually have, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 volunteers that actually go around and work on the game. So if a game goes down, they have all the parts or the vendors will have parts. They'll fix it, and the, the labor is free. All you have to do is when you get your machine back, you have to pay for the part. Oh, wow. So... Like, this, this past year's show, maybe one game out of 450 games was down, I remember seeing. It's it's crazy, like, how well the show's run. And actually, the, the techs are all in the center of the room. So it's a big, huge room, and all the, the talks and everything are done separate. And they have, you know, all the guys from Stern and Jersey Jacks there. and So they, they get big names there, but the way they run it, like, the tech, tech section is this huge table in the middle... And if you ever have a problem with something, you just go to that table or someone there, and they immediately just dispatch somebody to that game, and they'll have those games up and running within a matter of minutes. Wow, that's... I do hear that the parts for stuff is a lot cheaper at these shows, though. So, like, if you want to LED out your pinball table, that a lot of times they'll have vendors there that'll give, like, half price off their lights. So instead of paying, like, 200 for a set, it'd be, like, 100 now, so... Yeah, my uh, wife my wife did one of her uh, machines last year for seventy five bucks. Yeah, so you, so you can save some money that way. Um, that guy have a, a friend that just got medieval madness and he's been sitting on purple rubbers. That sounds kinda weird. Purple <laughs> <laughs> The matches, you know, the purple, you know uh, uh, you know uh, look of the table so it all matches instead of having black. But um but yeah, so yeah, he gets all the stuff cheap there, and then waits for his tables to come in and fits them all out. So just to save some money, and they'll quite often even have uh, on the tables they'll have cards that actually have little codes. So even if you're at the show and you didn't want to spend the money then, you'll usually get like another month that you can buy online afterwards with those codes. 
that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so anybody ever wants to buy stuff cheap, you can always check, ask people who've been to shows and see if they've got any of those cards that have the, the discount codes on them, because quite often they do have those. Yeah, I'd like to do it like that at MAGFest, but I just we don't have the vendors and stuff there to have parts, and some of the parts that I need, you know, they're just kind of obscure from time to time, you know, because we have games go down at MAGFest, and it's usually me and one other guy this year. You know, this year coming up, it's only going to be me and maybe two other guys to go around and fix machines, so I'm really busy all the time. How many games? Uh... We had a little over 200 last year. Holy shit. Yeah, no, like, Seattle's got, like, 20 people, maybe? Yeah, it's it's usually me and two other people at MacFest. Wow. That's almost it's, ridiculous. Oh, I, I, don't get, I don't do anything else but fix machines. That's all I do. Yeah. Because you never know what goes down on them. Buttons, you know, boards, power supplies. You know, you never know. I try to take as much stuff as I can. But, you know, after you take about six tubs worth of stuff, you're like, ugh, I don't want to take no more. <laughs> yeah. So. I know, I know. That, well, that and not not having any techs that know what they're doing like a lot of us do. So I'm always looking for people to help me, you know, and there's a lot of good perks to helping me if you want to come do stuff at MagFest. In the arcade, so so. With the Seattle show, they actually do what are called repair parties with all the collectors in the area, like 200, 250 collectors. Mm-hmm. And for like, you know, five months before the show, they do repair parties where people just go to other people's houses for, for a whole day on Sunday, bring your chassis, bring your board, and you basically work on them. And they actually have checklists for if you bring a game to the show, you have to have this checklist done. So you have to have uh, every ground point on your machine has to be tested. Um, every game has to be set to free play or have a free play button coming through the coin door. There's a whole huge checklist, so when the games get to the show, they're basically guaranteed that those machines are like, you know, top notch. And I don't sure. know. I don't know if other shows do that or or what. Like, I know people, it's a hard time to get free games from people sometimes, but um, yeah, in this, yeah, it, it is, and then I like I say I like that idea, but it unfortunately doesn't work that way because out of the two hundred games, eighty of them are mine. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll explain something. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it I don't have like there's a lot of collectors around me, but the problem with it is, is all the work that needs to be done with the games is what they're bringing to me to do. You know, monitors right. and stuff. So. I have to do all of theirs and what little bit of time that I can get to do and do mine. Well, yeah, that's where all these repair parties come in because what they do is you bring your stuff in, they don't touch it, but they teach you how to fix stuff. And so yeah. you can go to half a dozen repair parties you know, before the show and you're going to learn how to do stuff on your own to get it fixed. And they basically have a... I mean, one of them's Dokert. You guys probably know Dokert from Clove, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's one of the guys there, and he's got always got a massive thing of parts for monitors and uh, wiring harnesses and all that kind of stuff. And he's one of the main guys who teaches. And he just he'll sit there and stand there and, and tell you stuff, but he will not touch your machine at all. Right. And he makes a very like a point of it. So that way, everybody in the area has had to learn how to fix their stuff. Right. Which I know it doesn't help you, Buffett, because you're trying to make money at it, but. <laughs> yeah, that's so what so I do. Dave, actually, so does, so does Dave. That's yeah. what he does. He, he he fixes games and stuff for people as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't mind showing stuff, for, you know, to people, but 
you know, when I never see them, but once a year or once every two years, you know. Right. It, you know, that and my problem is I just don't have anywhere here at the house to just bring machines in to work on them. You know, I've got machines spread out from my house to three or four friends' houses and then up into a warehouse that's an hour away from me. So, yeah, it's it's hard when all my stuff is here and all my games are out there, you know, to do that with. I don't have, like I said, don't have my big building. I'm hearing feedback from a while ago. Oh, is that who I think it is? Oh. Is that Dave? Hey, buddy, how's it going? Someone needs to turn off their YouTube channel. Oh, it's me. It took me ten minutes to get this hooked up. Sorry. There we go. Oh, and we know how much delay is on it now. What's shaking, Dave? Not much. You don't know why I just rigged up in my backyard. I had to uh, get the extension cord for the laptop. I got a spotlight because it was too dark. You couldn't see. This is. <laughs> I'm going to show you where the spotlight is right, right now. You're going to laugh. So, oh, my kid's Jeep. Can you see that? <laughs> got a light bar on that thing? Yeah. It's, it's, it's too bright for the news because I'm not, what time all these I'm like, oh my god, it's been a shadow house. <laughs> so, who, who all do we have in here? Let's take a look here. Let's go around the horn, shall we say, and see who. Jeez, another... Buffy, you need a bigger cup. <laughs> 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 Look at the size of that. It's a big. Oh, hold on. <laughs> the bladder buster. Jeez. <laughs> it's water in there, right? Yeah, I think it's a hundred ounces. <laughs> of water, right? Big go home. No, I got beer. sweet tea in it. It's beer. I don't drink. It's sweet tea. <laughs> At least it's not Mountain Dew. No, no, not Mountain Dew. I like it, but it gives me heartburn now, so I can't drink it no more. He's all hopped up a Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's funny. I uh, think Guinness in uh, 34K is drinking a Guinness. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the only Seabart. So, is he around? He's fixing his track and field. He's, yeah, you uh, said you had some track and field news for us. Yeah, I managed to get upstairs. Uh, almost killed myself and my father at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the two of us cannot lift. But, oh, that's uh, an empty can't lift together. And that's an empty cab too, right? Uh, yes. Well, I've put uh, the light fixture, the wiring harness, monitor brackets, and the control panel in, as well as the power supply. And uh, that's pretty much what she's at now. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of screws that I can't keep track of. <laughs> you got a working board? Uh, yep. Yeah. It's uh, behind the game right now, and I'll probably tip something over going back to grab it. But I have a working board. So you've done uh, all the body work, all the woodwork? That was such a pain in the butt, but yes, it's finally done. What I just realized is 
I before I brought it up, I forgot to put the uh, redo the team molding groove. Oh shit! If you need any photos, see Bart. Um, I own one. I think uh, Brad owns one. Probably other. Any what? Photos of any like areas that need help with screws or something. Well, normally I don't have a problem with screws. Well, <laughs> those kind of screws, but uh, just have to. Uh, Sort them out, see what length, how many of what length, and that will tell me where they go. I pretty much solved all the problems. The only ones I haven't found are the ones for the top marquee bracket, and the four for the speakers. All the rest I've already found and identified. Well, for the marquee bracket, just go to Home Depot. Yeah, it's pretty much. Buy some of those good old Canadian Robertson ones. Yes, the uh, Canadian security torques ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when he. Said that in the episode, there's some weird security torques ones, but they're square. We're referring to John's videos, in case he doesn't know. Yeah, I just saw that too, so I know where that's coming from. I just watched it like last night. <laughs> that's how. That's the episode I'm um, currently caught up. In, in today's show, he actually said that he actually quite enjoyed using the Robertson. He didn't. He he thought he couldn't strip them as easy, which is the whole reason they were invented in the first place. <laughs> well, yeah. you, you can't strip them, but you can sure as hell round them out. I've seen people yeah. do that before. It takes forever to get the damn things out. So all you have to do is get the monitor in that thing, or what? Uh, monitor, put the the power supply that's dangling in the bottom right now, because I can't find the screws for it. And uh, just mount the PCB, the switching power supply, monitor, speakers, done. Oh, and uh, T-molding. And i got to wait for the um, buttons and some other stuff from Bob Roberts, which should be here, I'm hoping, tomorrow or the next day. No, he's doing better, too. Did you guys see the update? No, I was, uh, was going to ask, how's he doing? Yeah, he, he put an update on his site. So, he kind of put a big, long rant on it, and then about four yeah. sentences for the actual update. <laughs> well, his brain's not bleeding, but he's still having high blood pressure. Is this under, is this under the welcome? Uh, no, it's under... Yeah, it's, it's under the welcome. Yeah, but it's like some kind of... I we don't blow up his site while all of us searching that at once. Yeah, it's slash status, I think, right? This one? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, this yeah, is just the, the well... One. On this main page, if you just hit the welcome, that's right at the very top, it goes to this. Yeah, yeah the... the the last, like, four sentences are the only the ones that matter. Uh -huh. yeah, see, so far, the, where it says, so far, my raccoon oh, yeah. eyes have cleared up. That's, that's the only update. In the whole oh, that, that is weird. Why would he put a link to welcome for its status? That's, oh, well. I don't know if you've noticed he's not the best web designer in the world. Yeah, I know. There's no... <laughs> no <laughs> don't complain about it, Sliders. There and... Uh, yeah, if you go back in time to the 90s, the site actually looks exactly the same. Wow. Yeah, he used the way, way back machine and not much has changed. No. <laughs> Andrew, you should help him out a little bit, eh? Yeah, except he doesn't welcome much help. He doesn't yeah. want it. Yeah. No. No, he doesn't want it. It works for him. That's what matters. Exactly. Well, apparently yeah. it's working for us. So... Well, people have created other websites to kind of like, you know, make an order off his site too, right? I think that one was down now, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think that one's down. Unless he put it back up. It's been order for well. Bob.com. Yeah, it's gone, it's gone now. Yeah. Never used it. I, I tried it the first time, and I actually just found it just as easy to go to, Bob, to, go to his site. Yeah, I, I've only ordered a couple, a handful of things, and typically I hate ordering from him. So, my, well, some of the my friends around here, they'll order, they'll, they'll PM me and say, hey, I'm making an order to Bob Roberts. Do you want me to put anything on my order for you? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I order from Bob Roberts. Just through somebody else. Yeah, I just, I don't have time to go up and get the money order. I just don't. Past. <laughs> I I usually just use um, um, mail like uh, go to the Canadian or go to the U.S. Postal Office and they can send money orders from there. That's what I yeah. do. I, yeah. I just don't feel like walking up to the Seven Eleven, which is about three hundred yards from me. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you need a slurpee, come on. <laughs> You'd rather stay at home and drink his slurpee. That's right. Drink my sweet tea right here, buddy. Absolutely. I even got me a Mr. Coffee Maker, Mr. Coffee Ice Tea Maker for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm one of the people who still has a checkbook. I know. Check I do somewhere. I had to have it for a routing number, so I got the checks just for the routing number and ain't used it since. And that was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't had, in Canada, man. We haven't had checkbooks for like twenty years. <laughs> it's yeah. funny we go down, we go to the states to go shopping, and we see people pull their checkbooks to write a check for their groceries, and we're like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, it's kind of funny being like the highest technological country in the world, but it doesn't. I, don't, I think we're behind everybody else now. Well, the biggest reason we're behind is because nobody wants to change. And, well, it's it's awesome. the world, the second world, man. Crazy. Yeah. Are we In going 50. around the table still, Brad? Uh, sure. You want to go for it? Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to continue the momentum. Um, I haven't been on in two weeks, but the only news with me is I was uh, crazy enough to pick up one of those row uh, change machine things. Oh. oh, man, I've been looking for one of those for years. I got yeah, the, I've been looking for one for a long time. I got the BC25MC, like... I guess the big hopper or whatever. Is that the, the wide one? Uh, maximum, uh, the MC means maximum capacity, I think. So when one hopper runs out, it, it goes to the next hopper. As long as it's the same value. That's cool. It, it was a hundred bucks, and it came. Oh my god! Well, they weigh three hundred pounds, two hundred sixty-five. Um, and this thing came with like three, four thousand tokens in it. Oh crap! Hmm. It looks absolutely insane. What's the model number again? Um, BC25MC. I think there's a dash after the BC. I think that's the common one. That's the one that was at... Uh, yeah, that's the one that was at all the Chuck E. Cheese's and stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. They're yeah, manufactured right here in uh, Michigan. I forget. Can you post it up there, uh, Orange? I'm doing it, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah, yeah that's one of the ones I'd like to have. So I got it for a hundred bucks, so I think that was a good deal, right? Well, plus yeah. all the tokens you got yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. But the tokens <laughs> were just. Work? I, what's that? Does it work? I uh, it, everything works. The five volt voltage light is not lit, so since that light is not lit, the um, the LED, oh, not the LEDs, the the what do you call those lights? The the normal lights, you know what I'm saying? 
like on pinball machines. The little bulbs, the little yeah, fives. That, yeah, little um, five fives, your one ninety fours. Yeah, exactly. One ninety fours. Um, those are inside the machine to go against a photo cell. So when the tokens go past it, it knows it's how many coins are going through. So since the five volts not working, the whole machine doesn't work because that has to be fixed, obviously. Oh, but it's complete and works otherwise. So. Yeah. Oh, everything is in it. I well, I had to. It didn't come with the lock opener, so I don't know how many of you guys are experienced in getting those locks. You can't pick them. I mean, they sell an eighty-dollar pick that you can pick them, but it's a seven-pin round lock, right? I have a set of those locks. Oh, those those were great. Yep, yeah, they're pretty sweet. So I'm going to tell you the coolest thing on this show. It'll blow your mind. So most people drill through locks, right? They made they designed these locks with a hardened metal um, middle, so it makes it almost impossible to drill. So yeah, here's how you can open this up in ten seconds. I kid you not. I could I could do twenty of them right now in ten seconds. You take a screw, a wood screw, you screw it into the drill, and then you do it with a dent puller, and the lock comes out in like three three pulls. Oh my god. It's the most amazing thing you'll ever hear. Three, it just come, the the middle just comes right out cleanly, so you don't have to clean up all that drill mess, you know. So it's designed so it can take impact, but it's not designed to take retract. I guess. I took pictures. I, I didn't post them publicly, but um, I suppose I can get them up somehow and share. You know, I did learn the trick through a YouTube video, so it's not like it's secret. Right. Yeah. I just but bought it, a set of those uh, the lock picks for. They're like. Twelve bucks ordered from China. Yeah, they're well, they're eighty dollars. I was gonna, I was gonna buy the lockpick because I wanted to preserve it, but this, this uh, dent core method was so clean, it, the core just comes right out. It's amazing. So are, are the uh, replacement barrels pretty easy to find? Um, I haven't ordered it yet, but I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't gone down that path, but I, I imagine it wouldn't be too uh, difficult to find them. Right. So I'm probably looking at ten, twenty bucks. It's no yeah, big actually, if it was like a universal barrel or something special. Yeah, yeah. I imagine they're pretty, uh, re- uh, you know, reachable. Go to one of the Chinese websites because I got my set. I got a set of three lock picks, three different like uh, six, seven, and eight tumblers. Yeah. I I paid like fourteen bucks for all three. Because I I seen the lock. It works. There's like seven pins, and when you stick it into the round hole, it kind of like sets it. For each pin, and then it just you just turn it and it works, right? Yeah, it, there's a little more to it than that, but yeah, that's basically what it is. I've used them before. Some of them, sometimes it's ten seconds to open it, and sometimes it's two minutes. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's a hit or miss, but it does work. They do work. Well, I bought the dent puller for sixteen bucks at a AutoZone, and that worked way better. <laughs> I loved it. That was the coolest thing. So, anyways, I got the I got it open. All the tokens were everywhere. It was insane. They were even inside the power uh, supply uh, cage that's in there. Oh, my God. I, I still have to sort through them all. I found um, a lot of uh, Chuck E. Cheese's from them, like the 19, 1980, 1981. It's a lot of early ones. No California co- uh, coins because this is mainly a Michigan uh, coin machine, you know. So a lot. So they're like 194 size tokens? Uh, actually, the hoppers that are in here uh, will take a variety size of coins. So uh, there's some big tokens in there. I'm uh, just curious. I've been looking for point nine hundreds because I need them for some of my machines for MagFest. Well, the, like I said, this is the, the the three hoppers that are in here have a wide variety range. I think it's like point seven to one point one or one point two. Right. 
That's so, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my my fine, and I haven't got any new arcades yet. So <laughs> I got yeah. I have a total of like fourteen of them. So. Hundred bucks for one yeah. of those things. That's a good deal, though. Oh, it's so it, it's smoking because here they're between two and four hundred, depending yeah. on where you find them. And most of the time, they don't work or they're missing two or three parts. Yeah, if you thought a pole position or named the heaviest game that you've ever lifted, th- this is this is a thing. It's pure metal. That there's. I was gonna. I was gonna say that thing is uh, ridiculously it's heavy. Yeah, it's real steel. Every single piece in there is like steel. Nothing's plastic in there. Except the actual board yeah. itself, you know. The heaviest uh, thing I have is a, a '60s Coke machine. That thing's got to be 800 pounds. Yeah. All metal. All, all metal. Yeah, those things that are all metal are crazy heavy. Yeah, I got one of the vintage, um, vintage '80s Pepsi machines, the square ones, and it's a heavy mo digger. Yeah. Ooh. So if you guys could find one of those row change machines, I would recommend getting it. They're they're really super interesting. They're super easy to take apart. You know, once you're inside, everything kind of comes out real nice and organized. Um, I want to get one of the row, the the skinnier ones, like the yeah. 10 or 12 inch wide ones. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones I've been looking for. So a thing to note too is that the dollar bills. This takes a dollar and five dollars. You have to find the old ones. It will not work with the new currency. Oh right. Oh, that's for, that's a ROM revision for the for the to replace the retrofit it. You know. A lot of that's a ROM revision. Uh, no, it's no, it's two, three hundred dollars. I looked online on it. It's more than ROM. It's the actual uh, hardware too. It scans it, you know, that reads the bills or whatever. Well, yeah, if you go get that that update, but I mean for the latest ones prior to that, it's mostly just a ROM. Yeah, yeah this thing was built in nineteen eighty. I think you need to replace the whole thing. There. <laughs> that's it. Well, that, then the uh, the newer uh, bill readers those will read like up to twenty, though, right? Yeah, yeah, up to twenty dollars in. I don't, I'm not going to upgrade mine. I think I'm going to keep it the old one vibes, you know. Uh, some people um, hack it. So when you hit the coin return button, it just gives you tokens. So there's that hack too. Yeah, I would do that for my personal arcade. Yeah. I, well, it's I'm not I'm not in the business of you know selling games or charging emissions, so it's probably going to be for my own home use only, right? Yeah, that's what I that's what I want mine for home use yeah. only. That's actually a good point you bring up because I never thought of that because I've been looking for one of these, but we don't have dollar or two dollar bills and our five dollar <laughs> bills are going away too. We have coins for everything. Good point. <laughs> so, I, so I wouldn't be able to use the damn thing with bills. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah, you'd have to get American currency. Yeah. Well, no, we had, we had those machines up here too in Canadian, but we don't have those bills anymore. We have we have coins for everything. Yeah, true. Huh. When so, did they say they're getting rid of the uh, five dollar bills? No, I don't know. I don't know when it is, but they they've already talked about it. Oh, didn't Canada get rid of pennies? <laughs> yep. Our lowest denomination is a nickel now. That is so awesome. What's wrong with America, man? Let's get rid of the pennies. Because it because it actually costs more to manufacture a penny than it does than they're worth. So why would you make them? We're way ahead of the curve now. Cause it's fun. What do you expect? <laughs> it's fun to throw money away, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, that's so <laughs> they actually—it's funny—they actually still use the penny up here. So if you're paying digitally, so with a with a card, credit card, or debit card, because uh, ours are two different cards, they're not one card like you guys have. Um, it'll go to the penny. 
But if you're paying cash, then they round up. If it's three cents, they round up. If it's three cents or under, they round down. And you pay by the nickel. Mm. I like hmm. it. So if you had, you know, 500 pennies, they're still worth 500 pennies in Canada. Oh, yeah, they'll always be worth something. Right. Yeah, but once the bank gets a hold of them, then they go to they go out of uh, circulation. Right. They'll, they'll melt right. them down. Well, that makes sense. You know. yeah. Same thing with like our dollar bills and $2 bills. I mean, we still have them floating around. They're still worth a dollar or $2, but you'll never, ever come across one going to a store. It's always change. It's coins. Mm. Start bogarting them now. They're going to be rare in 10 years. <laughs> People have. Oh, I'm sure. Canadian money is not really worth anything, though. <laughs> no, but if you've got 200 billion of it, it sure is. Sure. That'll always work. Yeah. So have we visited... Ever? Oh, we haven't visited Andrew yet, I don't think. Nope. Oh, what have I done? Um, I, got my, I got my Defender back up. That was Wait. a... Uh, about the only thing I really did in here. Uh, I, actually, well, so, yeah, that was funny. So, got my Defender. It was, um, monitor was just kind of jacked when I bought it. And it was one of those classic moments of don't fix it while you're there. Yeah. Right. Because it was, I mean, it was, it was rolling like crazy. And I knew that, I mean, it could be something as simple as just one of the same pots. A pot, Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, so, of course, I, I beat the guy up a bit on the price and, you know, about that. And I, while I was there, I, you know, I, I hit the interlock switch and I heard it do this, you know, the wow, wow, wow startup sound. So, like, well, it's working and I didn't want to coin it up and, and then start a game and have it, like, actually play blind. But I was like, well, it's, at least it's starting. So, I got it home and it's actually been sitting here for months. Just in one of the corners, just like I haven't done anything with it. And then... Uh, yeah, this this last week I, I just yanked it off the wall, grabbed one a couple of my monitor adjustment tools, tweaked the horizontal pot, and it snapped right in. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much did you beat him up on the price? Like how much? Oh well, he was asking stupid money originally. He was asking like fourteen thousand. Yeah. Oh jeez. Because he found him on eBay for that. Oh. Well, it's, it's a classic story. And um, like I got him on the phone, and I was like. Well, you know, so I probably told the story. Like I said, I haven't told it to the YouTube crowd. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's a classic story. So I, 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 he was a friend of my dad's, or at least an acquaintance of my dad, uh, which is how I found out about it in the first place. And um, yeah, so I, I got him on the phone, and he's—I was like, "So, well, what are you thinking price-wise? And can you give me an idea what the condition is?" And he's about—he was about a um, oh half hour, forty-five minutes away. So I was like, "I don't want to drive up there." Unless he's talking like kind of like reasonable money for this thing, and yeah, he whips out this fourteen hundred dollars, and I was like, "That's <laughs> are you checking like you know the actual sold price, or are you looking just like what people are listing them for?" And he's like, "Well, I don't really know how to do eBay." And I was like, "All right," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, like honestly, like uh, I'm I'm thinking you know you're you're telling me that uh, you just turned it on this morning and it's not really working right or something like that, so I'm I'm thinking like like two hundred bucks." Yeah. And he goes, well, how about three? And I was like, well, all right, well, you're in my neighborhood, so I'll come up and look at it. I don't want to talk price now, but, it, like, you come down to, like, a reasonable place. So, uh, yeah, so we jumped in the truck, uh, 
and drove up there and looked at it. And the cab's in pretty good shape. It's all complete. Uh, side art is um, all intact. The front art is intact. Uh, you know, uh, it's got the usual, not water damage, but it's definitely been like mopped near kind of thing, so you get a little bit of the, the water uh, bottom edge. Not bad, but it's noticeable. Um, monitor's burned, but it's a defender, so forth it's going to be. Um, yeah, the guy actually when I when I when I came up there, he also had <laughs> sitting on top of it. Ooh! Oh, nice. So apparently, when he bought it, this is the marquee that was on it. <laughs> awesome. And it's it's in pretty good shape. Yeah, it's <laughs> in really good shape. It's worth money yeah. too. Um, yeah. So uh, you know that was uh, kind of sitting in, in the side. So we're talking about it, talking about it, and he was like, uh, "So, so we're gonna, you know, figure out like uh, price-wise where we at?" And I was like, "You know, honestly, I'm I'm still at 200. It's you know, it's not working. I mean, I I, I hear it making noise, uh, but without seeing it actually play, it's like it could have board issues. I mean, you know, these there's five boards in this thing. You know, it's like there could be all kinds of problems with it." So, I mean, buying it, kind of not knowing what I'm getting into, it's like 200 is, you know, like where I'm at. And he's like, well, what about like 250? And I'm like, what about like 200? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've done that. Do that with people too. And we'll leave with it right now. <laughs> and uh, so he agreed. So that was it. So, yeah. Two kind of defender for 200 bucks. Damn. Yeah, that's what. Craigslist, I've been seeing them for six hundred to nine hundred around there, so that's a good deal. Was this was this on Craigslist originally? No, no, no. It was a, it was uh, through a buddy of my dad, or okay. not a buddy per se, a guy that my dad knew. Uh, so my dad lives up in the mountains. I'm in Colorado. He lives up in the mountains, and this guy is down here in the Front Range. I'm in Denver, and um, so he just happened to be down, and I guess the machine was in. His my dad's friend's parents' house, and they were older. Um, with a guy, my, my dad's like sixty-five, and this guy's like sixty-five. So his his mom was, and, and dad, I think, were still living in the house, and they were just selling the house and moving out into like an assisted, not assisted living, like a like a retirement community kind of place. Like they didn't need like medical stuff, but yeah, so it's just like time to move to a place where they could be around old people, I guess. And they were renting the house out, so they had to they had to get it cleaned out completely that weekend. Uh, because they had like a rental agency or whatever was coming in to, to look at the place to put it on the market. So they were highly, they had a giant like dumpster out in front of the house. So they were, they were pretty motivated, I think, to get the big shit out of the house, and that was a big shit. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. So, I mean, it's, I'll, I'll probably still need to rebuild the Geo 7 that's in it. Um, it takes a, a while for it to warm up. And, uh, I have seen. Uh, I fired it up uh, again a little while ago, and and the uh, I did have to readjust the the horizontal sink again. So eh, it's probably you know in in the neighborhood of needing a rebuild anyway. And buttons need cleaning, and usual just like mop it up and clean it up kind of thing. But yeah, it's. I don't think it's gonna be a keeper though. Uh, I mean, it's a. I mean, obviously, Defender's a great game, but I don't know. You're crazy hard. It's. Yeah. Super hard, and yeah, it's it's, it's such tough. an iconic game, but I'm horrible at it. Yeah, no, 
couple, maybe like like three, four levels is about all I'm good for. And that's not drinking. No, I've never definitely. figured out how to pass the first one, so. <laughs> that's definitely a muscle memory game for the controls for that thing. It totally is, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're looking at like, uh, you know, five buttons and the up-down joystick, and you've got yeah. a lot to kind of manage and keep track of. Yeah. yeah. And it's fast, too. I mean, it's like Robotron fast. Yeah, that's what I would get at Robotron. Maybe you can do a trade or something. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, to me, it's like trade fodder. I'll clean it up, I'll get it, I'll rebuild the monitor, make sure it's working great, and look for, you know, someone who's interested in, in trading for something else. Like a wacko. Find me a fucking wacko. Yeah, they're around. Ah, don't tell me that, because I can't find them. They're around. Somewhere. Well, I'll happily trade a, a defender for a wacko today. I would, too. Wacko's probably... Well, wacko's close to Robotron, right? Wow. Um, Rights-wise? In gameplay, yeah. Um, um, similarities. The, 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 the fire, similarly to, to Robotron. Yeah, you move with a uh, with a trackball. Yeah, it's like Centipede and Robotron had a ugly, crooked baby. Yeah, uh, Caitlin has one at the 2084 arcade that I I play over there, and uh, it's hard. So, yeah, it gets hard real quick. It does. I just love that game. It's just uh, you know, I almost wish the cabinet was just a plain old regular cabinet, so people didn't think it was so. Cool to have in a collection because I just want the fucking game, and it's an MCR game, so it's. Uh, I don't think anyone's emulated it anywhere. I, I actually, someone was talking about not too long ago. I think about a there's that crooked bitch. Next FPH project. If you notice, it says for sale right up in the top left. Yeah, and when? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, uh, Andrew, i got to ask you this. In Wacko, when you shoot them and they turn really small, the smallest yeah. size they can be, and then you can't shoot them, do you have to just wait until you get them all small and then you can shoot them, or what? I can never yeah, figure that part out. Stages, right? So so uh, I think the most complicated stages is you have to go through three or four different cycles. Yeah. So start big, you shoot the pairs, and they turn into little versions. Yeah. You have to get everyone little before you can shoot the little guys. If you shoot them when they're little, but not everyone's little, you can pause them, freeze them. Yeah. Um, but then you got to get all of them little, and then once you get them all little, you can shoot them, and uh, depending on how far along you are, uh, they'll turn into eggs. And then yes. You have to turn them all into eggs. And then after that, you, shoot, uh, you get them all into eggs, and you shoot them again, they turn into bats. And then... Hmm. I think there's another level, too, where you have to go through uh, another stage of uh, killing all of them again before you, you can actually remove them from the screen. Yeah, that's the thing that's hard about it is that, that they all stay on the screen. you got to, like, turn them all into eggs, and then you can ki start killing them after that. And, that's, and then there's too much crap on the screen. There's four, there's four for sale on Vaps right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you contact those people. They actually sometimes still have those up for sale. I I've been kind of about a bunch of stuff, and I've sold stuff to guys on that have Look done that. At, uh, what's his guy? The, the new Mark here, Time something, Time Runner eighty eight. Right. He's got two games for sale. <laughs> you saw those, Mark? He probably doesn't even know he has them for sale. You got a wacko? No, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'll ship it. I don't care. I want to fucking. I want that game. What was the other game he wanted, Andrew? 
uh, Forgotten Worlds. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I asked my friend about the controls on that one for the uh, oh, yeah. Pandora 3, and he's been looking all over it trying to see if there's a, a connection for the dial, and he, he couldn't find one, but he hasn't uh, totally connected up everything yet, so there still might be a possibility for Rocking? it. Rock and Roll? Uh, no. Uh, Forgotten Worlds. Oh, Forgotten Worlds, okay. Yeah, I had a dial and... Say what was a joystick and a dial. You push down. Did you push down on the dial for firing? Is that right? Yeah. So the joystick yeah. is an eight-way joystick uh, for movement, and then uh, you've got a uh, you know like a like a discotron style um, spinner. Yeah. And uh, if you push it down, yes, you fire. If you uh, don't push down and spin it, you can you can your your guy's like a little floating like dude. It's like a, basically it's a it's a it's like a shoot 'em up kind of kind of style game. Uh, you got a little satellite that's kind of like your special weapon that you can buy. Um, and if you spin the dial without pushing it down, you can change the location around your character of where that satellite is. And why that's important is because the satellite will absorb certain bullets. If it hits it, it just they just don't hit you. So you like our type. Yeah, you use it kind of like a shield. Yeah. Oh. So it's really important for you to be able to... You know, like so, like some of the levels you're moving, uh, you know, from uh, left to right. Some levels you're moving uh, from bottom to top, and certain levels, like uh, or certain places in each of those levels, uh, the guys will tend to come from, let's say, you know, an angle. So you'll want to aim your satellite in that angle so that stuff coming at you is being blocked by it. And then uh, if you double tap the spinner on the button there, uh, it does like a, a full screen kind of like damages everybody kind of thing, and then takes a little bit of your health. Yeah. It's a super awesome game, yeah, and it's uh, it's, it's the awesome. very, very first CPS one game ever by Capcom. Mm. I also like the collecting the Zini coins, or like those blue coins, and there's hidden ones everywhere in the game. Yeah. And you can uh, also pick up icons from other Capcom games that give you coins and points it's and stuff. Cows like and stars and all kinds Spinners. of things. Yeah, <laughs> barrels. It's like yeah. a Japanese game. It doesn't make any sense, but yeah. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, you can if you're strategic how you buy your power ups, you can pretty much blow through that game on a quarter if you're good at it. You know. Uh, yeah, I I regularly will finish that game in one quarter. Yeah. Yeah, that one in uh, uh, Black Tiger is sort of similar with the the coins. Coin. Yeah, I got the Black Tiger. That's a cool game. Oh, I love that game. That's my favorite. One of my favorites. Willow is another one that's like that, where you, you collect the coins and you actually go to a shop like Forgotten Worlds and buy stuff. Yeah. Well, the coins are like the same now, too, which is cool. Yeah. Well, and actually, the coins is where, if you're if you're going for high scores, which I don't I don't know if I'm actually a contender. I think the, the high score right now is somewhere in like 5 million. Yeah, Galloping Ghosts just had a guy did a, a playthrough. I don't know if you've watched it, but he's done it a couple times. I, I, got, I don't remember the score, but it was impressive to watch. I want to say he's somewhere around five million, but it's it's interesting though because you, you actually don't get most of your points from the game. You actually get most of your points from the Zenny you have left over at the end of the game. Oh, well, I'll, finish, I'll finish a game like a like a like a casual, just playing through the game, not really paying attention to what I'm buying, not you know like so. I just I'll just take all the power ups and stuff like that, um, and and finish the game. I want to say somewhere around. Maybe three or four hundred thousand points, but with the leftover Zenny, I'll end up with over three million. Hmm. You, you save up for the uh, heat-seeking laser 
weapons. No, you know, actually, the I, I actually only ever buy two um, satellites in the game. Uh, if I'm playing just for just to just to finish it, um, the first the very first shop and the very first level, I buy the uh, guided missile, mm-hmm. and I use that the entire game until like the last level or the second to the last level. I get the um, the range one. No, it's like a Vulcan cannon or something like that. The shoot Cheerios. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do. That's your main weapon. I always upgrade that one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but no, your the satellite. I, I wanna, it's like the Vulcan or Vulcan. I don't know, something like that. I think I'm pretty sure it gets with a V. But it's like it just shoots a really narrow, thin beam of like death. Uh. <laughs> but I don't get that. I, like, see, it's the only other satellite I buy. And I know that, like, I think I watched one of his playthroughs, and there's a couple levels where you can you can get a lot of zenny by blowing up these um, particular little bad guys, but they take a shitload of hits. So I think he's buying, like, the weapons so that you can get a bunch of those things. And I, I can usually get, like, two with what I have at the time was, like, the, the rockets. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, sorry, I don't know this is a lot of Forgotten Worlds talk, but... Um, yeah. a- Andrew, did you see what Gak just put in the chat? No, yeah, I know you have two buttons. I've seen pictures of your buttons. The problem with chat is like there's 50 million comments today. <laughs> That's just me and Gak. <laughs> what do you put in there? Oh, there we go. I actually played one up. I played Forgotten Worlds at um, John Exidy's house this weekend. Oh, cool. He's got one. I, I just saw one. I didn't know you were in the market for one. Um, I just know you liked it. Because I saw one at the Captain's auction in California, um, the last second to the last auction, I think. Uh, you know what it sold for? I I want to say nine hundred. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll text you. I'm cool. not sure. Thanks. Yeah, I'd be curious. I, yeah, definitely. I'll let you know next time. They don't come up very often. No. <laughs> they didn't make very many of them. No, it was. Like, wasn't it like a conversion kit usually? No, well, no. Uh, I only ever, I've only ever seen them in dedicated cabinets. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, it's it's a semi-generic cabinet, but it actually is a full-on. They actually came from Capcom in that cabinet. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was like a kit that would like turn your your willow into one, or you know, something like that. <clears throat> I mean, I, you may have been able to buy it that way, but like I said, I've I've only ever seen it in, and I've seen four of them. Yeah, it looks wow. like, it looks like a Ghost and Goblins cabinet. And they're yeah. all yeah, De- dedicated upright, seven fifty to eight fifty on Exidy. Yeah. <laughs> so and then uh, Zyla, who owns Hyperspace here in Denver, she's closing down. We're actually going over to her place this weekend because uh, it's her last hurrah. So she's doing like a free play weekend. Wait, what do you mean she's closing down? She's shutting down. She's moving to Arizona. No, she's yeah. so cool. Is pretty awesome. It's it's a, oh, it's a big mother. That means she's closer to you, Mock. <laughs> <laughs> is she gonna sell the games or what? Yeah, well, so she's got a Forgotten World and a Wacko. But uh, she's not selling her games, though, is she? She's not. Well, she's merging with another arcade in Arizona, and they're moving into a four thousand square foot place. Gotcha. Well, like a new arcade place. Uh, well, no. I mean, the the one that she's merging with is established. And I don't, I don't know what it's called. It might be Aladdin's Castle. My one has a shit ton. That's like one of the big. It used to be one of the biggest arcades in the world. Um, no, Castles and Coasters. It's called now. 
I know like their their deal is that they do um it's like you pay like a cover and then it's like everything's on free play. Mm, okay. Now, this one was like a three level arcade, so Yeah, I'm not sure. So anyway, so she's 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 probably going to have a big parts sale. She may move a few uh, cabinets if they have duplicates, but I'm pretty sure they don't have duplicate Wacko and duplicate Forgotten Worlds. Um, yeah, I found out actually after talking to her about it, I was like, well, you know, so <laughs> I'd feel terrible if I didn't at least ask. Yeah, what you, like what it would take for you to sell these two machines to me for. She's got so many machines, she might be able to let go of one. <laughs> yeah. well, she'd have to pay for shipping too, right? Well, no, I mean, she's here right now. No, but when she moves them, so... Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so she's going to, she's going out to Arizona to figure out, like, what what she's going to keep and what she's going to sell, and she'll, she'll try and sell whatever she can here. So mm-hmm. apparently John Exidy uh, put in a, a uh, an offer on Forgotten Worlds a while ago. Mm-hmm. That son of a bitch has already got one. <laughs> so I've been giving him shit for like horning in on that one. What do you need two for? That's exactly what I said. And then we're at we're over at his place this last weekend, and he said something to her about wanting his her wacko, and I was like, "You fucking dick." <laughs> Some people get another one because it's in better shape, though. You know. Yeah, so. no, his does actually have some pretty rough damage on, on one of the sides of it. His plays it. better. He's actually he has the original spinners, and her spinners are not original. Yeah, she had the weird dial uh, for the finger spaces, right? Yeah, we, we call it the uh, the Mazda 323 uh, gas cap. Yeah, hmm. that's what it looked like, which I've never seen before. It looked like a custom job or something. Yeah, and I would either find originals or I'd get, the, get some... Um, Get some milled. I'd ask uh, my buddy Gak here see if maybe I could borrow like one of his original spinners so I can get the yeah. and then just get it like manually uh, get it milled somewhere. Gak needs to get a headset and a webcam. Oh yeah, what the hell, man? Get what the 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I invited him in tonight. I don't think he even knew about this before this maybe. <laughs> so yeah, so sorry. That's my uh, fairly long-winded update. Um, Posted another video this week. Um, yeah, I watched it. Watched it. Not, it's not terribly exciting. It's how to spray without, um, you know, doing it wrong. And you sprayed your driveway. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> you gave shit, John, John shit for that, and you did it yourself. <laughs> well, at least I did it out there, though. I didn't do it in the garage. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm just giving you crap. <laughs> So how long has your game been done, Andrew? Like, how far behind are the videos? Just well, curious. I'm putting them out every other week. So I actually already have two edited and uploaded to YouTube, just waiting to get the, the button pressed to, to publish them. Right, but your game's done, right? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's been done for a while. It's been done for, yeah, several weeks, because I had to have brought to the show. What game? Uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo in the uh, big blue form factor. Yeah, I got it. see it. No, we haven't talked about it because Jim Bodini's not on tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, was, that was the one you guys watched uh, when Mike came over here and then uh, beat it Puma. <laughs> so, yeah, so since that one's done and since Defender, I thought that was going to be my next project because it was dead before. I didn't want to you know, turn it on. So since that one's basically working, I think I'm going to move on to some projects on Judge Dredd next. But we'll be doing, we'll be doing Pinball next. <laughs> 
Nice. Do you plan on doing any mods to it or just fixing it up? I have uh, color DMD for it. I have the Dead World mod for it. I have uh, some plastics to plastic protectors to add to it. I have uh, new star posts throughout to add to it, new rubbers for it. Um, uh, like so you can do like a, are you going to do like a basic shop video on it as well? Yeah, so we'll just do a series on, on Judge Dredd and, and updating all the stuff on it. Sweet. That'll I'm be. not much of a pin guy, but we have a few, but I've never really fully shopped one out, and I'd like to see how people go about doing it. I mean, I'll be doing a fairly light shop because it's actually already really clean. But I'll, I'll be doing um, at least a, a basic uh, wax the play field kind of you know shops type stuff to it. Right, replacing rubbers, that sort of thing. Yeah, cool. well, that's that's good. I'm I'm totally new to the whole pinball thing, so I want to see your technique because I hear like things like people saying don't use a little buffer machine because it shoots like wax all over the place. You know, you want to do it by hand and. Well, it's like a car, so you can use you can use yeah. tools, uh, you know, like a car. Like you don't want to just like glob the the wax on your your uh, rotor tool and, and then just like slap it on because you will just spray wax everywhere or polish yeah. everywhere. So you just uh, just like a car, same thing. You you put the the pad on the tool without it spinning. You just kind of rub it in and everywhere, and then you work in at, at definitely slow revolutions initially. Yeah, I think the main thing that you want to watch for. Um, and I'm really new to pin. This is my first pin too, so I, I'm not the pin expert. But um, I think the main thing you want to watch for is that you're not doing any additional damage to the playfield when you're uh, waxing and polishing it. Yeah, like taking paint off or something. Yeah, yeah. So this one's uh, luckily. I mean, this one's uh, the, the 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 diamond coat thing and stuff on this one. So it's already been the factory clear coat, I guess. Mm -hmm. So mostly it's going to be about just polishing that off. Polishing that up and getting it brighter. Or how about any mods or anything to it? Yeah, so like I was saying, so I have a color DMD for it, and uh, the nice. this one probably uh, for this one is the the Dead World mod, which actually adds the ball capture yep. um, to the you know the planet. Mm -hmm. um, those are probably the, the the big the two biggest mods, like just straight up mods for it. Uh, well, that's cool. Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that color DMD in there because it's the the animations for on the the DMD animations in this game are fucking hilarious. It's actually a, a kind of a problem because you, as a player, you don't see them because you don't you can't really look at what's going on in the DMD. Yeah, but there's a ton of them and they're they're pretty fucking funny. There's it's definitely a very dark sense of humor by the uh, the programmers. It's so yeah, dark. Uh, can you brighten up the the pinball, so I can see it. It's still, I can't really see it. Oh, you were in the cam, so that that made a difference too. When you oh, okay. happy birthday, Aaron! Yeah, happy birthday! Hey, Andrew, is there a video mode where you like just mow down people with a machine gun or something like that? <laughs> uh. There are, there's a couple modes that, that do use the DMD. Um, the main one is the, the two big ramps. Uh, you're, you're in like a, you're chasing a car, uh, basically on your, the, the, the motorcycle. Um, and you're shooting missiles at the car, and at each ramp, if you shoot on the left ramp, and it shoots a missile on the left side. If you shoot the right ramp, it shoots a missile on the right side. 
so that's that's one of the ones that's directly uh, you know an animation that's tied in. Then there's another one where there's like a Elvis impersonator uh, dancing, and you have to hit the drop targets that are lit based on where he's dancing. And then oh, when you cool. hit him, then it does something awful like electrocutes him and shit. <laughs> uh, there's another great one with a, sni- uh, there's a, there's a sniper tower, and um, so the sniper is sitting there like shooting people. So you're hearing like the gunshots, like a you know like a high powered rifle gunshot, and it's like you know people dying. Uh, and then you, yeah, you shoot him, and then he comes falling out of the tower, and then lands on a fence, <laughs> and he's like just gory and bloody. And there's a little Easter egg there where you can uh, hold down two of the buttons, and uh, if he, he's landed on the fence, uh, a dog will come and pee on him. Right. <laughs> yes. The game is really. I mean, uh, it's yeah, definitely not the uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. It is absolutely, no. based, absolutely based. Actually, I, it's funny. My brother, my brother's wife is English, um, and so my brother was over in England, and he happened to be going through uh, just some old antique shop, and they had a bunch of the old original black and white Judge Dredd comics. Oh, cool! This is like the exact art that's on the machine. So it's that's, cool. That's cool. Did you just yeah, for like a you know maybe two or three pounds? You got like all these books. So that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll frame these and throw them on the wall above the machine. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm look, I'm looking to maybe getting one because they're not they're not crazy crazy uh, expensive yet. No, and I think that you know now that they've got the color DMD that's available for them, and um, once people get past not understanding that it's like that it's not the Stallone movie, yeah, <laughs> it's the well, theme that I think puts most people off because like the gameplay I think is it's really awesome. I mean, there's there's what nine different modes, and there's that doesn't even include like the super game. There's four different super game modes. I mean, it's got a lot of depth to it. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have seen the new Dread movie, which was awesome. It was good. Actually, that one's a lot, a lot, uh, a lot better than the Stallone one. Oh, it was so it was so fun, you know. So, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that uh, will help uh, people understand what the flyer for that pin is. Actually, pretty cool. It's like a little comic book. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they've got a little comic for the, like a multi-page comic for the flyer. <clears throat> hey, is my audio working? That's the next project. Hey there, birthday boy. Happy birthday. So I tried to get in earlier, but it was full. You guys are too popular. <laughs> Were you watching live? Uh, for a few minutes, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I checked in uh, I checked in on my on my phone on the forums while I was out and saw there was no AO, so I mean I didn't I didn't bother to rush home. <laughs> So I saw that you updated your. You got ten of those units out. Woohoo! What's that? TPGs. You got ten out. TPG. Oh well, yeah. I've got I've got ten in the queue. I'm finishing up. Yeah. Oh, speaking John, of that, Aaron, did you see John's latest video? He actually uh, redid your uh, a little mini review of your. Uh, he did. Oh, he did. No, I didn't see that. Was that the one the one on the jump bug? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, sc- I was I was uh, scanning through the jump bug video and I totally must have missed it. Yep, he did a whole kind of thing on it. And, and it worked for him. And he apologized for not knowing how to use the horizontal sync on a 720. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, good, good for him. You know, that's cool. 
I'll have to check it out, yeah, because I listened to it without sound, just kind of uh, cruising through it, and it uh, looked like he was doing some final body work on the jump bug with the side art, and then he had the monitor in there, and I must have missed him doing the monitor calibration. Yeah, it's right towards the end. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. Thanks. That's awesome. It didn't go to waste. <laughs> right on. Well deserved. This awesome piece of hardware. <laughs> uh, a year, almost a year. About <laughs> a year, yeah. Yep. Adam, when's the pole position FPGA coming out? Knew <laughs> 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 that. So, knew hit. somebody was going to ask it. <laughs> it's coming. It's I'm doing my best, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere in one of John's was it, I think it was John's video where that guy had a stack. Yeah, the medieval madness one. The guy had the stack of the pole positions. And I was thinking about Adam at that. The next question has to happen now. Uh, who gets to be beta testers for it? Yeah, I mean, obviously John. John gets one. Um, he's helping me do all the the front end for it and everything. I haven't really even thought that far ahead. I know. I just, I'm just, I just bugging really want to. I really want to get a prototype out as soon as I can, um, and then kind of just hash all that all that stuff out. I mean, I'm just it. bugging you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're gonna be yeah, a hero. <laughs> I, I, if he, if John's not thinking about it, you should mention to him. I would love to see. Uh, an episode of John's Arcade where he does the graphics and how you integrate the graphics in. Yeah, I, th that's a good idea. I, I think. I mean, he he really is into documenting a lot of the stuff that he's involved in, and so I'm sure he'll be totally on board with that. I think I think it'll be fun to do that. And I mean, honestly, I I, I would like to see a, a multi-game marquee and like some some kind of graphics work done uh, for that. I think that'll that that would be nice too. I know that there's plenty of like multi-Williams artwork out there and stuff like that. To various degrees, so I mean, I think it would be—he's he, really talented in that area too. I'd love to see him do something with that. It'd be but cool. You, if the name stays something like super simple, like just like pole positions. Like that, that yeah. I mean, we, in that video, I don't know if you saw it, but we were we were laughing because uh, in the trip where we got his um, computer space, we were trying to think of a name. It was like multi-position or multi-pole, both multi of which sound like joints, you know. <laughs> I just think it'd be cool if you did something like this, like I said, like so pole positions would be cool because you could do like the same font, same look of it, it could look like and almost like subtly. Exactly, yeah. Well, it'd be easy too because you could just pull the S off of position and just yeah, put it on the yeah. end. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just copy it. Yeah, yeah. I never really liked the name Pole Position Clone. It was more of just like something that I threw out there just to get a blog started. I never really knew how far I was going to get with the project, and then as I dove into it more and more, I was like, I got to finish this thing. It's just it's, from a technical aspect, it, it was really challenging and stuff. Um, but then like the the Multi Williams came out, and you know the various other board stuff, and I was just like, Pole Pole Position Clone just sounds lame. But I, it, you know, it was too late by then. Everybody knew it knew it by by that name, so. Working name, working yeah. title. Yeah, you can call it pole positions. Go with pole it. positions. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that might work. <laughs> All right, long as 34k gets credit for that. That's right. Put <laughs> <laughs> a little copyright on the bottom of the marquee. No, no, I don't mean. I don't mean it. Just, just, just verbally saying it's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been neat seeing a lot, like all the times we've been watching John's videos throughout. Mm. I don't know, a few years, and seeing the, the every time he visits you, you show a little bit more progress. So right. it's been kind of neat seeing 
all the progress is every time he comes and sees your stuff. So that's been kind of neat cool. to. Yeah, it's kind of funny because the next videos would be like the you know PCB or the, the uh, prototype working or whatever. Because the only way we see updates on it is actually on John's videos. Because I don't I know, know if you updated yourself. <laughs> 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 well, what happens sometimes is like I'll, I'll tell him, "Hey, I got the sound working," and he's like, "I'm finishing up a you know whatever," because he's always got projects that are in the queue. And then he'll you know he'll take let's take a break and go to Adam's house kind of a thing. And so he he tries to coordinate some of my updates into his videos and stuff like that, but. Hey, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I dig it. I like it when he, when he does that. Well, yeah. I also enjoy your videos, too. Like, the logic probe and stuff is awesome. Yeah, and, and I really want to do the next one, the, the, the one on the video logic. I think it will be key because well, um, it, it's, it's, it's fun. Going, I mean, I, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy going over all that kind of stuff. It's fun I, for me. I have a question on that one, Adam. Um, not a logic probe, but a logic comparator. Um. It seems impossible to get one for under two, three hundred dollars, and it seems like the simplest thing in the world. You take two TTL logic chips, one that you plug into a device, and one you put directly on the circuit board, mm -hmm. and it compares, you know, the same ons and offs between two two chips. Mm -hmm. Now, why can't like the Chinese make one for twenty bucks? Or I, there's just no reason why they wouldn't be able to make one. I, I don't see any reason. They don't why. exist. Yeah. And no, it's old no, technology. No, I mean, the only reason I think maybe they don't is because TTL is just so freaking old. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no. Crafty, you listening? Yeah. Crafty, make it. Yeah. Next product. <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, I, have, I have one in a drawer right over here, and I, I hardly ever use it. Which one? I, I have. Well, let me grab it. Let's see which one I have. Hold on. Peter the bug trap. Mostly, I, I mean, I'll, if, I, if I'm looking for something like that, I'll just use a logic analyzer. Um, that's one of the ones that I have right there. That's HP, right? What is that? Looks like it's the Ecom's bug trap. This guy here. I just see there was one on um, eBay just recently, like last week. Yeah, hold it up, Adam. I'll, I'll uh, present you. Yeah, I bid like I've, over two hundred dollars on that, and someone still has this notebook here. I've, I've got two of those that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ecom's bug trap. Oh. I got a first deal on eBay. Somebody, somebody pointed me a link to it. Said, "Hey, you probably want this." And I, I mean, I, and I have used it in the past. Um, it's good because lots of times, either by probing or whatnot, I just I really have a suspicion that a part is bad, and so sometimes I'll throw this on here just to get double confirmation. But I mean, I've I've just gotten so fluent with the probe and whatnot. Um, I, I I really have a need to, to pull this guy out. But it, but it is useful. It's definitely something nice to have in your in your. Well, I'm not I'm not fluent box. with the probe. I mean, I have a probe. I know you know the output chip's got to have the highs and lows and right. It's so much easier with the the comparator. You know? It is. You don't really need like you don't need to bust out the 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 TTL data book and try to understand <laughs> what the parts are doing. You can just throw that thing on and you know and, and not not in all cases. There's some like bidirectional stuff that's a bear that you can't really use this stuff on. But for yeah. simple unidirectional logic gates where things are just flowing in one direction, uh, it, it, it is it is pretty useful. Exactly. Okay, can you just back this up. Okay, what is this thing? Because I've never seen anybody using this. <laughs> so so what you do is, um, you know, let's grab this board right here, right? This so this board is <laughs> this board is loaded with TTL, right, all over the place. Yeah, I, so, bought, I bought a Logic Pro, but this thing sounds like it's way easier. It, it, it can be, I guess. Um, so this part here says 74LS00N, right? Right there. And so what you can do is you can take this uh, this 
comparator guy, which has got you know power and ground. And then it's got this ribbon cable and a clip that'll clip right onto the chip itself. Hold up so you guys can see it. Okay. While it's powered on. While it's powered on. So you clip this onto the chip. Okay. And then you take the same exact thing that's in this board. In this case, it's 74LS00. You plug it into this socket. And then you flip the, you know, one switch up here, wherever power is, you know, it's always in the, you know, the upper corner here. And then ground, wherever ground is, you flick the switch there. And that's it. You turn the thing on. And if any of the outputs miscompare, a little LED will light up. And so if the part on the board is working properly, and the, the assumption is the, the part that you're putting in here is brand new, you know, you know it works. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically comparing the part that's on the board to the part that's in here. It's taking the inputs that are feeding the, the part on the board, and it's driving the inputs of, of this part. So they're both being fed the same inputs. The logic inside is looking at the outputs and saying, do the outputs agree? If the outputs miscompare, then one of these lights will, lights up. Yes. And so it's just a, it's a way to quickly tell if what's on the board is is working or not. So so what's so what's the difference between that and let's say, on Clav, some guy made the um, the little tester where you can throw it right on the board and it'll tell you if that chip is good or bad. They may be very similar. I'm not familiar with them. Um, yeah, that one, as far as I know, is a clone of the HP one. Huh. So it's a logic comparison. It's a, it's it's another logic. I have two or three of the HP comparators too, and it, as far as I know, to that one is a direct clone of it, or right at a direct clone of it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if, if I can find it the here. same boards and everything. If you Wait, that, this one, one I've got a different one here. So I thought I'll the one, one I saw is the ones that you can buy from China, or the real cheap ones. It, it just tests the IC. This. Oh, hold on. I've got several of those. Hold on. I'll show no, you. No, I've got that one. There's a guy who's made one where you actually clip it onto the board. Can, can you post that link? Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. I just I was just looking for it. Huh. So Jim Bodini is trying to get in, but we're full. I'll, I'll hop out. Jimbo! We miss you. <laughs> so oh. I, think this, I think this is it here. Vector Labs. Okay. Is it for sale? Yeah, it's 99 bucks. Huh. And it, it actually... It actually clips right onto the board, right here. Yeah, but it's got a little LED. Tells you what's wrong with it. I can think. Can you can you post a link to that in the chat? I'm curious. Yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. You know what I think? And if I I'm I'm just guessing, but there might be an FPGA on there, or a CPLD, which is kind of the same thing, that has all the various. Logic gates kind of built in, so you don't need to find a working gate like you do in this case, a working chip to stick in here. Let me take a look. At this yeah, thing. you don't need another chip. That's why. That's why I was wondering what the difference was. Yeah, I think he's. I think this has got a um, either an FPGA or something else built into it. And yeah, 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 yeah. Cause see how it's got some type buttons, so you can keep hitting that, and and the the, the numbers on the top are probably you know. It'll be like 7400, whatever, whatever part is that you're trying to test And out. if it doesn't know what it is, I think it says error or something like that. Mm. Okay. That's, so, that's a pretty cool tool. So, Adam, so this is something that I would get, right, if I can't find a bug trap. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I, I would have to read up on a, I don't know if he's got documentation on here or whatever. Oh, he does. But, yeah, this, this I mean, just looking at the picture, this looks like a modern-day version of uh, of what I got here, a bug trap. Yeah, that is exactly what I mentioned earlier. This, well, it's not 20 bucks, but this will do. He doesn't have any links well, to, like, any documentation. It's not the Chinese one. Like, no, hey, this, is, want, this, is, this is the Chinese one here. 
Where? Oh, let me present. Yeah, present. Okay, what is what is that? I can't see it. So it's the same thing. You put the chip in here. Yeah. It's actually got a screen that tells you what chip it is, or if it's an error, so it'll recognize. The only the problem is it's not it's not in circuit, right? You got to pull it right. right out gotta, and stick it. You got to take the chip out. Yeah. 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 But this thing was only like fifteen dollars. Mm -hmm. But that's why I haven't actually used it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's better to do it in in board because most of the logic chips don't have the sockets in it. They're they're soldered directly on the board. Yeah, that's why I was looking at this one, but it was a hundred bucks. So I was like, well, do I really use it that often? Yeah, there is, so yeah. So I'm looking at the other picture. He's got an Atmel, so he's got a micro that that runs it, and then he's got an FPGA sitting right above the uh, the R and Vector Lab. So yeah, that's exactly what it is. Wow. So there's other other atoms out there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, this guy's no oh. joke. The guy in Vector Labs. Jimbo's on. He made it. Vector Labs, that's a great yo, guy. Yo. Hey, Jimbo. You want to see him? What's going on? If you all want to see a bunch of different testers, I've got a bunch here if you want to see them. I want to buy one, Buffett. <laughs> so, but i got a bunch of I got RAM testers and stuff right here. Like I said, if you guys want to see them, I'll hold them up. Here, I'm presenting you. Go for it. There's one that just you put the chip in and it IDs for you. Which is really cool. I want one of those bug traps. Right, and then you've got this one here. Basically, does the same thing. It's just a different model. And then um, this is an older one, but it's really it works really well. Hmm. So that's that's an older model. And then I forget exactly what this one does, but oh, I have that one. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. That's the Chinese one. <laughs> right. Here's another one where you got a. It's got a board on it. You gotta put the chip in. It does some different things. This one here is really cool because it'll tell you it's hard to see it in the bag, but that one will actually give you a readout of like what it is and then if there's a sub for it. That's what mine does too. Right. And uh, what's and then this one you have just which I use. Your belly button? Come on here. What? So, I don't know. <laughs> so what, the, this one here is this one here is really cool because it does uh, like eight different types of RAM, and it's only for RAM. So you can test it, test the tests all the functions of the RAM to see, it'll tell you whether it's good, which one's bad, which side of it's good, which side of it's bad. It's really cool. Again, That's, all those are off chips, right? You can't do it on board. No, but this one here is like this one here is like the bug trap. It's a little bit more involved. Can that can that RAM one do like ROM CRC checks or anything like that? I don't know, but like I say, this one's like your bug trap, and it's a lot more in depth than the, than the bug trap. You can do a bunch of different things with it, what and this one's quite expensive. Can you play Battleship with it? Is that an HP um, Buffett? No, this one is a uh, BK Precision Dynascan uh, 550. This one, this one is the TTL. They also make a CMOS version of this too. Nobody uses CMOS. So. But uh, let me see. Um, dude, you got a serious arsenal of testers over there. <laughs> oh, dude, I've got more than this, too. Uh, Do you sleep with those? No. <laughs> I just pulled them out of the drawer. No. Um, he names uh, each one. Right. By the way, Buffett, uh, I, I shipped out your headset today. It should be there Thursday. Woo! Awesome. We just there we go. <laughs> so, but, uh, Jim's question. I'm just happy to hear someone else is drinking besides me. I'm drinking. I'm drinking, Andrew. I wish I could be drinking. Oh, dude, I can't even drink tonight. That's what's so lame about it. 
Because sure. I'm, I'm getting a physical on Thursday, and apparently for 48 hours I can't have alcohol. Wow. It's, it's the longest 48 hours of my life. What do you have a physical for? You're like stronger and more fit than all of us. <laughs> That's what the Ram Tester will do. Okay. Nice. Yeah, wow. That's a lot. 6116, everything. Yeah, and it, it and the newer software that he's got out now will do more than this. Hmm. Hmm. That's so, creepy. The static bag is talking to me. Yeah. I'm telling you what. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to call but, you yeah. Neil Lock. <laughs> I'm telling you. But uh, I've got more comparators than this. I'd like to say I've got two or three of the HPs. I've got one of the, uh, like Adam uses a lot. I don't know how to use it, but i got one of the flukes, and I've only got one pod for it, so I don't know how to use it. And then I've got, I don't know, five or six different types of EEPROM burners, ROM burners, PROM mm -hmm. burners. That I don't know how to use. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm saving up so when I get older, I can try to learn this stuff. <laughs> I got to do. I, I want to do a video on the fluke. The fluke. That'd be awesome. The, the fluke It's a uh, microsystem troubleshooter. Um, it basically hey. takes the place of the CPU. You you yank the CPU out of your game, and then you plug in this pod that that becomes the CPU of sorts. And then you decide what you want to do with the RAM and the ROM and whatnot. And oh. so uh, you can you can do all you can chest all the RAM and, and uh, you can run patterns on the RAM to make sure they're okay. And you can run checks on the ROM to make sure that there's nothing wrong with the ROM and all that in in the game. You don't have to like pull the ROMs out, put them into a programmer and read them or any of that kind of stuff. So it, it can be pretty powerful. That's nice. What are, what are the, like uh, for for your fluke, Adam? Like what do those run? Um, these days, I think the pods alone are like in the order of $300 or more. Um, the Fluke itself, I think, is probably pretty reasonable. You probably get it for a couple hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. I've seen the, the actual unit itself just on eBay and around go anywhere from 75 to 200 depending on which it is, model 9010, what, A, and then you've got, or the 9010, you got, what, the A, and then there's, like, what, two, what, three different revisions, Adam, I think there is? Yeah, the, yeah. Hey, Adam, I know it sounds kind of uh, menial, but can you do a video on that bug trap? There, there isn't one on YouTube at all. Yeah, I can do that, absolutely. I mean, like a live board, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah. I, I use that BK a lot. I don't use my bug trap very much. I find the BK a lot more comprehensive and to, to use, and it it does essentially the same thing, but you can set it for different things. You're gonna sell me so, your, which is kind of nice. No, sorry. <laughs> now, how many buffets is that? <laughs> how many buffets? Do you you? How many buffets? I'll give you a lot of buffets. How many buffets? Uh, don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, opening the jack. Oh, <laughs> what kind of jack is it? Jack and Coke. No, what kind of jack? Just normal stuff? Oh, just normal. Okay. Number seven. <laughs> gotcha. Number seven. Oh, okay. Jealous. <laughs> How old are you, Crafty? Are you 30 or 40? Um, 43. Woo! Same. Plus tax. Plus tax. Plus tax. <laughs> um, and eight, what is that? That's a Buffett, right? 43? 47. 47, I think. 47 is a Buffett. Okay, I'm a little right, short 47. of the Buffett. Yeah. That right there is a fantastic capacitor meter. It works really well. 
it, they're they're pretty they're surprisingly tough to find. This one took me about six months to find. It's blurry. What's the the brand? It's uh this one is Matt Electronics. I don't know if that's exactly, you know, what what all of them are, but that one's Matt Electronics, and then this is really nice for uh, transistor checkers, transistors and stuff. You've got a lot of gadgets. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I've got yes, a lot. Um, <laughs> so, wait, what, what is that? So, is it like the you put your uh, the leads on the bottom go into the bottom? Well, of the well, you can do the small one. You see the brown port there? That's you can just stick them in there and then flip it between high and low drive and stuff like that. And then you flip the dial back and forth here, and it tells you where a base emitter and collector. See, you don't have to put and then you got the leads that go in the banana jacks. Right. right. And you don't have to have you don't have to know which one's base emitter or collector. You just put it on and you run it through. It's set set here, and you're looking for it to light up. I think two lights in order for it to be good. Right, and then it finds on it here on, on two points. It ha in order for it to be good. So, yeah, there's a, there's another one I got another tester. I don't know exactly where I have it at the moment. Do you have more um, arcade games or more testers? I don't, <laughs> in, in I don't know which. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I've also got one of those uh, leak seekers. One what? of the first one of the first generation leak seekers. Leak seeker. Yeah. Might have to go uh, leak here in a minute. Yeah, let me let me pull up my eBay. And there was just one that went on eBay a little bit ago. Um there's two there's two generations of it. And I've got the first generation. The leak seeking. But leak seeking. Why? Is it for capacitor leakage? Well no well no, it's it's it helps you find shorts on the board. You it, you like you touch the ground probe to one point and then you um, take and you figure out what circuit you're looking for. Uh, copy here. I'll paste it in the chat. That, that's what I'm talking about. Sounds like snake oil. <laughs> yeah. We'll that, and, and then you, you put your ground probe on one, and then you can set the sensitivity on it, and you can narrow down shorts on PCBs and stuff like the uh, little um, little uh, tantalum caps and other things. I, that think, I've seen this. I think I've seen a video on this before. This is actually a pretty cool tool. Yeah, I've, I've got that model right there. There's, there's been cases where, and this board doesn't have it, but Nintendo's notorious for having decoupling caps on every single chip on the board, and if one of them shorts, you have no idea which one it is, and so, I mean, I have a method where I use oh, just a simple voltmeter, and I set it to ohms, and I'm trying to hone in on, you know, which one of these guys is bad. I think this probably does the same thing, but it looks like it's a little more graphical. It looks like it, and it's got right. some LEDs on the bottom, and it's got a little... little sound or a buzzer or something like that. Well, it, it does, and what it does is, as you get closer and further away from the short, it will yeah. adjust its sensitivity, so you right. know, as you get closer, it, it'll adjust, and if you go away, then it'll give you less of a tone, and mm -hmm. then you can manually set it, and a bunch of different things. It's really, and you can I find... I saw, I haven't seen a demo also. of this, some guy using it on YouTube or whatever, it's pretty impressive, but I, yeah. I don't run into that case very often where I've got it short, so I... I didn't opt to jump on it, but it was right. pretty cool to see it in action. Right, but yeah, no, it's it's a neat piece of equipment. I haven't completely learned how to use it. I haven't just haven't had the time to sit down and try. You know. Well, this is like if you have like cold solder points, or no, no, it doesn't do that. It looks for shorts. 
shorts. Like if you guys yeah, short yeah. between five volts and ground on your on your three foot long yeah, PCB, and it's like, where the heck is this thing, you know? And that'll help you hone in and figure out where it might be. Can you use just a meter and doing continuity, or? Yeah, not continuity, but yeah, you want to check for resistance. Um, but yeah, you could you could use that. Um, I think this this might be a little more precise. It is. It's a lot more precise than a meter. I forget what it goes down to as far as measurement goes. Yeah, you could look it up. The specs are online for it. Like I said, they don't make this model anymore. The the model the next the next model up from this one does it way better than what that one does, but it still works really well. I'll link something in chat. This is the one I'm looking at that <laughs> is current, that's brand new for about, uh, what does it say, $249. So that that's probably the new link seeker. Yeah, it looks kind of like, um, like a calculator sitting up. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah that's the new one. That's okay. the new model. And it's it's a little more simplified than the original model, and <laughs> but other than that, they're essentially the same. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. plumber's tool. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Leak seeker. I had to use that the other day on my car tire. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever have to do that? Find a find a leak in your tire? Yeah, it's called soap. Soap, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Snoop>. <laughs> Yeah, pretty simple and cheap. Soap. Soapy water. I find that Dawn works the best, but that's just me. <laughs> Dawn. Not, not so good for powered on PCBs, though. <laughs> Dump it yeah. on the PCBs kind of short with some soapy water. That's it. <laughs> I found the story. Found it. <laughs> There's a ton of them now. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> what the heck? What is going on there? <laughs> a great big bushy beard. Hey, we were going around the table. Let's let's go to uh, Jimbo, man. Keep people keep showing up. We got new tables to go to. <laughs> Shit, ten people. It's crazy. I was oh, we've so had people shocked when I couldn't get in. Yeah. We've had what twelve or thirteen people so far. Yeah. I think oh, uh, Jim has the crispiest ham. What are you using there? Ah, uh, what I don't even remember. It's a Logitech something or another. Um, wait. Mine's a Logitech too. It probably needs to have the settings. So uh, Logitech C920. Yeah, that's a nice one. Uh, it got some really good reviews online. Um, I bought it just for this, so you guys should feel privileged. <laughs> I got the 310. Very nice. Adams is very good too. Adams is. Yeah, uh, mine's the same thing. Well, Logitech. Hold on, let me flip it over. They both have HD symbols when you guys are on. I have, I mean, I have one built into laptop, but I, I think this one has better resolution. I don't know what this is. I don't see. Who I mean, I can see your ceiling, like it's crystal clear. Yeah. Mine's supposed to be high def. It's supposed to be 720, but I don't know if I got the settings set right. You look like you look like you're from the 80s. <laughs> so I got my tree, Christmas tree in here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Adam's is very crisp too. Yeah, mine. I think mine is very similar, similar to yours, Andrew. I think that's what uh, webcam strippers use. Um, I think uh, I think Joe's is really good too. <laughs> webcam. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> or or random lights that walk through the cam in our show, right? <laughs> yeah, Joe's got a really nice camera though. When he's the few times he's been in here. Oh yeah, Joe. Yeah. 
He doesn't move. He's like a like a freaking statue. He just like stays still the whole time. I know you don't know. He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. And he's not real animated, like with no. his face. So it's no. just be like, yeah, that was, that's cool, dude. <laughs> when he laughs, it's just like, ha ha ha. Yeah, even Max Headroom had more animation than Joe. Well, like uh, on his um, on the podcast, he sounds way more animated than any of the other. Well, never mind. I forgot about John, but uh... <laughs> yeah, Fett is just like he seems like even in the videos when they record Fett, he's like dead to the world. It's weird. Yeah, you know, he's like looks like he's depressed and moping around. <laughs> he, I haven't seen him too many times with a big grin on his face. Yeah. Well, I'm just only speaking of the fun spots. So. Oh, okay. I don't even know what Fett looks like. It's fun spot. Check it out. You watched all the other Joe, uh, John's videos? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of the fun spot stuff. There's only one. <laughs> no, I must have missed it then. <laughs> like three, or four, three or four episodes ago, I think. Yeah. So what was the reason for no show tonight? <laughs> Was there, or was there one? No, no reason. I think that uh, Tiger said something about Joe and Fett weren't available. Uh, they were making up. Hey, how come Jimbo comes on and all of a sudden there's Neko? Exactly. I've always noticed that. Nice cam shitty headset. <laughs> I don't are, you, are you sure you sent me the good one or did you uh, <laughs> mix them up accidentally? <laughs> I sent you the crappiest one. No. Awesome. <laughs> How long's the USB cord on it? I need it to be at least four feet. It could be wireless. Wireless to what? <laughs> Most things are wireless. <laughs> it's gotta have I, a I hub just, of something. I just muted my mic a second ago and there was still echo, so it's not me. Mm. Um it's not it's an analog set there, uh Buffett. So it's got oh, a mic jack and, and a headphone. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Anything new this week, Jimbo? I can hear myself, so it's not me. Anything new, Jimbo? Oh, anything new? I've been trying to put up a decent eyes high score, but that hasn't been happening. I've been trying to push for 300. What's that? Can you show us your eyes? Can I close my eye? No, can you show us your eyes? It was in last week's show. Yeah. Oh, I missed last week. Ugh. Yeah, I, I played a couple games. No, well, it's, it's on YouTube, so you can watch it. Yep. I'll, I'll backtrack. Yeah, he played He played a game. Cool. Yeah, I've been trying to hit 300,000, and it's just not happening. I can get to the sixth level pretty consistently now. I'm slowly figuring out strategies, but I'm yeah, I'm still pretty new. I, I did uh, put up some good scores on the Mega Touch earlier. I finally beat one of my wife's scores, so now she's pissed, and I'm happy. I need to get one of those, like a hundred dollars. Is, is the Emerald good for a uh, hundred, like a Mega Touch? Dude, just don't don't even bother with a Max. Go with uh, get a Force. You could probably get one for three hundred. I want to pay a hundred. A hundred. Well, you might be able to find one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're always up on Craigslist around here. Yeah. I got I mine just, off a bid. I just sold mine not long ago. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm a mega. I know what a mega touch is, but there's like 20 different models, and I'm clueless. Someone needs to put like a PDF file, like a spreadsheet, 
to explain what each different one means on oh, one. There is a website. Yeah, that guy has done that. There is. Yep. And, and he says when every game is on every model and everything. Yep. I was just gonna say there's there's a PDF on what that. Do so what? what do I search I, for? What do I search for? I think originally I found him off of an eBay listing. I think I found his website. Was that uh, was his name Dave Nutt or whatever? Um, the one of the company, one of the guys that services him. Yeah, Dave Manut. Yep, I see it now. Cool. Awesome, awesome. We'll link it so I can look at it too. <laughs> All right, I'll post it in chat. Hold on. Hey, who's gonna go to Grinkers this year out of this group? Oh, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. That's uh, why we'll be there. Yeah, Colorado crew. Is, is this the one you guys are talking about here? This site? What the hell is that? No, so this I, I actually just did, I linked one, it in chat. It's okay, a wrap. But this one also talks about every all the games too. That's nice. Yeah. I think it was um, everything pre-Max was CD-ROM based, and then Max, I believe, started using hard drives. And well, then... the chat room explains it all. I think that that might be what you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, I've been to that one too. Yeah. Hmm. But like, where does it list? Oh, I see Emerald, Emerald Two. I see. Okay. Well, and if you want specifics for for the games too, the actual um, manufacturer website, what was it AMI or Merit? I can't remember because AMI bought out Merit. I think they used to have all the PDFs there of all the different games for the versions. Well, the only thing I want one for is the photo hunt. That's it. Oh yeah, I mean that go that starts in I think like Titanium, which is still CD-ROM. So you could find a Max, but I wouldn't. I don't like the the way the cabinet looks, it they're real clunky and super deep. Are they all CRT, right? They're not LED. Everything uh, pre-force is CRT, and force you some you models. The Radeon used uh, CRT, and then the the Evo uh, used LCD. That force was right when they were starting to go LCD. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on that site too. Cool. Yeah, like have you seen any of the of John's videos? His is a force. That's a force radion he's got. Okay. The JVCs are pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. The which one? The JVC is that the other company that makes the touch screen? Yeah. They made what the Infinity? Is that what they call it? I don't know. I, I played one at uh, when I was at Todd Tucky's and it was amazing. <laughs> I like games... with Todd Tucky. You were real nice to him. <laughs> oh, I was just. I didn't want to be on camera. I was just trying to say as little <laughs> as I possibly could. Yeah. He tried trapping you a few times. You were just really nice with him. Yeah. So what else? Aaron, can, what have you been doing? I think I think I heard a project or two come out of your house. Hmm? Aaron? Crafting what now? Who? Oh, me? What am I doing? Birthday boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I moved... Uh, Andrew helped me move... Uh, MK2 down to the basement uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And uh, so I'm almost done with that. I finished up the control panel, and I just got the art on earlier today for the control panel. So I just got to put it all together and then do the wiring, and that cab should be um, 
that cap should be good to go. So next up is that uh, that Donkey Kong that's sitting in my garage that needs a lot of body work, sanded, stripped down, repaint or rolled, not rattle can, but rolled uh, orange so I can do it as a DK Jr. So that's probably next on the list. So good times. <laughs> that's cheesy as hell, Jim. <laughs> Did you see that? That's a little guy, though, huh? No, that thing's huge. Huh. It's like a 19-inch LCD. Crazy. That does look cool, though, actually. They're really slick. I've played a few of them. It's like the perfect uh, angle for like yeah. just looking down and, and sipping on your beer or whatever. Are they like a grand or something? Oh, no. they're. I, last I checked, they're still more than that. Yeah. Do I still use them as like on locations and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think this thing's like twenty five hundred bucks or something. Yeah, they're not cheap. I haven't looked for a while. Would you but. take that, Andrew, or would you take a Forgotten Worlds? Oh, I, I have no interest in Mega Touch whatsoever. Neither <laughs> yeah. do I. That's why I got rid of mine because my mother in law was the one that played it all the time when she was here. It's like out <laughs> the door, get rid of that thing. Oh, yeah. uh, we so many people play them when we have parties. Like there's crowds of people around it, and me and my wife have competitions, so there's no way I'd ever get rid of it. Yeah, I mean. Actually, like if I had infinite space, sure. But like I just, I just can't justify picking up space with one. Sure. It's good if you have like a beer fridge or something like that, like a low, like a low fridge, and you can sit it on top. Yeah. I can I? I, I want to ask a question. So Adam and Brad and Seabart, how do you guys get that little label with your name on it? On your... You need to install the Hangout toolbox. I have that. Yeah. If I do, yeah, so I just drag over to the left there, click on Hangout Toolbox, and then the first icon is a silhouette of you in a circle. Yeah. You click on that, and it's called Lower Third. You can put in your name, and you can oh, put in a little whatever. That is then, awesome. I see it now. And then I'll put a little bar underneath. All right, sorry for interrupting. No, I was kind of funny because I was watching as the show was going on. I saw Adam People had are one. discovering it, right? Seabart <laughs> had one, and everybody was. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Well, I forgot to ask because I was jealous. <laughs> I, I don't get it. How do you do it? I see the toolbox. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not up under this all this crap, so I, that's why I don't ever bother to do you it. You click the Hangout toolbox on the left, and it yeah. should open up a little panel on the right. No. It does not. You might have to download it. All I get is well, it's there. She should box. have it. Can then. you see? Can you see my screen? Share my screen there, uh. Buffett. Are you just getting a pop up? Yeah. Right, it just it's right scroll, scroll down and click accept. <laughs> what do you do when it's on the right? So you click this guy right here. You'll silhouette in the circle, and it's called lower third. You just put your name or whatever you want in there. And then uh, turn it on right here. And you choose your logo, and then you can save it so it automatically shows up next right. time. That's it. All right, I put mine on in my life. Why does it look like it's Why does it look like it's flipped on mine? It isn't to us though. If if it is flipped, yeah. uh, go where it says lower third, where it has on. There's a little button right beside it that allows you to flip it for yourself. So that the auto load last used lower. That is so. Cool, man. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I don't see it. Now everybody's going to have those stupid taglines. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I'll have to watch a YouTube video on it. I missed it. No, you don't need to. <laughs> I, I missed it. I can't figure it out. <laughs> hey, look at it. Mox has one now. Yeah, I'll figure it out later because this weekend I just figured out that Mr. Dew has a fire button. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never played a lot of the game, but we were playing, me and Andrew were at, uh, at John's basement, you know, for his party, and we were playing it. And I was like, well, there is a button here. What does it do? And then he starts throwing that little ball out. I'm like, holy, this transforms my whole game now for Mr. Dew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Because I was getting like 50, 60,000 points just by avoiding all the guys and getting all the fruit. <laughs> well, if you get the thing in the middle that changes it to the new enemies that come out, and then you shoot with that the enemy that has the letter, so you can start gaining or spelling um, for extra life. Oh, I, okay, yeah, I couldn't quite figure out what was going on there. The, the game yeah. is deeper than I thought. And it'll, it'll turn the monsters into uh, apples when you do oh, that. Oh, okay. That'll completely change your game. <laughs> All right, so that totally changes my appreciation for the game. I mean, I love the cabinet. I've always liked that uni those universal cabinets um, with the wood grain and you know the crazy back glass and that weird design and the yeah. Art. So I mean, the, the the a good nice universal cabinet in good condition. Those are pretty cool looking. I just yeah, never yeah. put in really any time with the game, uh, Mr. Do. I also played a lot of Zookeeper. Oh, that game's awesome. I'm starting to like that game more. Not enough to, like, drop the money that they're going for now, but, you know. I picked up an empty cab for 100 bucks. So they have the multi that's coming out, right? J-Rock's making one? For Zookeeper? It's got Zookeeper and... Um, Kicks, I think. Yeah, Zookeeper and Kicks, that's it. Oh, Okay. Wow, well, I know that board has been really expensive. and Yeah, I've been looking one for a while, and I couldn't find one. I know you can convert kicks into one, and I've got a couple of kicks boards, and I was trying to get a guy to see if he could do it for me, but it's, apparently it's a lot of work. Oh, okay. But, yeah, J-Rock's making a multi for it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Kalen's, like, crazy good at that game, too. He was at a... I saw... Uh, he posted pictures on for uh, Cax, and he had, like, a huge crowd around him. And... Uh, He's the kind of guy that can jump over and get the multi-million jumps. Yeah, I've seen him, and he's done like a nine-million point jump or something like that. Yeah, that's insane. Wow. He's really, really good at it. Yeah, check out his YouTube channel. He he's, he has videos of it sometimes. Yeah. Plus, yeah. yeah I've I I seen that. It's crazy. Well, look at that. Right. Even Buffett figured out the, the lower third. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> all right. I'll take a look here. He's the real deal now. <laughs> Too bad I can't see what it looks like for me. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Just oh. click on your click on your face. Yeah, click on your window down there. Click on your beard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> is, it, is it good for you guys or is it reversed? It's no, reversed. It's, it's good for us. Okay, because it's, it's reversed. If it's so reversed for you, where it has the on switch buffet, there's a little button that allows you to reverse it. Just click that. What, why does it do that? Because my whole camera's reversed now, though. Be, only for you. It's only for you. We don't. It's always the right way for us. Yeah. That's why I was talking Wait, how do you reverse the image again? Right <laughs> beside where the on is for the lower third. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. That's cool. Oh, shit, what was that? 
But it, it only switches it for yourself. Everybody else still sees a proper thing. Right. We spent like a lot of time on this. <laughs> it's funny. How do you do the avatar thing, the little bubble? There's a button that says logo. Yeah, logo. Just pick that up and load your I image. Did, I did that and it didn't do nothing. Yeah, I tried to, but I wouldn't do it either. You sound like my father-in-law, but <laughs> call me on the phone for tech support. I tried that and it didn't work. I did. I did it twice. I made the choose logo, hit OK, yes, and nothing. Make sure you hit save again at the bottom. That's a preset. On every time. Preset. Yeah, if you do the preset, it loads up automatically next time you you run Hangout. I see the default. Um. Buffalo Dave doesn't have one on his, though. Yeah, but he but he is representing with uh, John's arcade. So. Hey, can I ask you something? Pole uh, position cockpit. What's top of the mark if it's working? There's one locally on Craigslist right now. There's one by me. It's been for sale for a while for three hundred. Working. Wow. Uh, my cousin wants to buy it. The guy wanted seventeen fifty. Hell and then, uh, no, I, no, no, And then he offered, uh, he offered nine hundred right away. And then uh, he was texting and saying, "I was looking on my phone right then." And I'm he's like, "Offer him if I look like I'm good." And, uh, he said, "No, I gotta wait for a better offer." And then he came back today. This was yesterday. Oh, the thousand dollar or the offer fell through a thousand bucks. We haven't even seen it, or he hasn't even seen it. But he says it's working. I mean, the pictures are, you know, yeah. what it everybody is. Hates, everybody hates the XD price guide. But guess what? There's no price guide in the world that exists. So it's a good reference point. And that pole position cockpit sells for about five hundred. Oh, so. Hey, top of the year, What's that? Five hundred. So like I'm. I told them well, all expect for eight hundred thousand. I would imagine because they're not that common. Wait, 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 wait. You know, I mean, uh, it's, well, to, you got to throw out the like the traditional thing, which is that it's worth as much as someone's willing to pay for it. Yeah. Frankly, cockpits are, especially full position cockpits, are not valuable machines. They take up a lot of space and they're pain. Yeah. I wouldn't pay more than five hundred for one. They plus they, plus they cut them too. A full position cockpit in like supreme shape should be like. Four hundred. Okay, that should be like as much as you should pay for that. Definitely not. And it, and it may work now, but that's until you get it home. It's exactly <laughs> the point. That's, yeah. uh, pole position. that's yeah. cockpits. Cockpits are such a small market. People think that they're worth a ton of money, and certain like you know uncommon and highly desirable ones can be. But for the most part, cockpits are huge. Non-collectors don't give a fuck about them. They're just taking up a huge amount of space in their garage or their basement or whatever. And they just want to get rid of them. Cognitive yeah, not particularly. Exactly. Like uh, the uh, auction, um, the captain's auctions. Uh, I see like uh, Arctic Thunders and all that. They all go for like seventy-five bucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the only thing that goes for like a lot of money would be like a Spy Hunter sit down or like a Star Wars. But that's yeah, better. Star Wars cockpit especially. But yeah, but mm -hmm. other than that, all the sit downs like Cal uh, what do they call it? Uh, all the racing, anything racing, those kind of games, those all go for like usually under a hundred bucks. My Xbox Six player was one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, they just suck up too much space. Just like you know, you just said. So yeah, there's like I said, there's been one for uh, 
Opposition cockpit down in the States across the border. Been for sale for six months at 300 and still for sale. But you have to cut it. It, it's, it doesn't separate. It's one unit, right? You have to, like, physically cut the cabinet if you want it to, to separate. It's, no, I no. thought you do separate. You have to not cut it because we're up our, about preservation, and they're not supposed to be cut. <laughs> yeah, cut that, not cut that cut lawn environmental in half. Or a truck that can fucking take it in one big piece. You don't cut those fucking things. I get so pissed when I see those long environmentals. I'm looking at pictures now. There's a seam. There's a seam right down the middle. There is a seam, but it's not actually cut. It's just for the two big pieces to fit together. But the actual whole body of it is not cut. Yeah, I mean, they'll fit through doorways. I just went to U-Haul. You can't somehow disassemble it, pull that floorboard out or something? It's one. Do it, you have to cut it. You have to cut right. it. Because underneath the floor, at the base of it, uh, you have to pull all that up and then slice it down there. But it's absolutely not meant to be smart. What if you just tie it behind your car and drag it home? Sure, put some wheels on it. <laughs> Get the real experience. Get behind the wheel. <laughs> put some have somebody drive you home. <laughs> you guys see that video of that... Um, uh, that outrun that was connected to like a little vehicle, so he's like driving outrun, but it's like driving on the road. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, really? that vehicle was at the uh, uh, arcade expo. And, uh, wow. Did you get to drive it? No, it was just in the corner to look at. But I thought it was pretty funny. It was there. Stupid project, but kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Who else have we got uh, haven't chimed in? Dave, we heard a little bit from you. You know, you got your uh, you got your daughter's jeep in the backyard there. Yeah, what else is I'm in the backyard smoking. Uh, that's why Wi-Fi just disconnected. So I went down. Going through Rubbermaid bin, trying to get the Logitech uh, a webcam out, plugged into the PC downstairs, it didn't come on, so I'm like, I'm going to reset the Wi-Fi, come out here. You guys don't know, I'm in Buffalo, New York, I've got uh, three games, I've got Punch-Out, Centipede, and Donkey Kong. Punch-Out, $65 for sports, got some issues. I also played show a cabinet mint for $25. Punch out, I only paid $65 for it. Wow, that's uh, a great game. You guys will like this because that was the first game we bought. My cousin's the one who wants the pole position. That's why I was asking about uh, separating it because he's got to get down in this basement. I go, I don't think you can separate that. It's a really tight turn to get it down. He goes, no, no, it's got a seam. I can see it. I go, I don't think you can separate it. Does he have a bulkhead or does he got to go down the stairs or something? He's got to go down the stairs. It's not, it, yeah, you go down the stairs, you got to make a turn right away. So it's not like he's going right down the stairs. I'm like, dude, I don't think that it's going to be a bitch. Mm -hmm. But the pole position, that was the first game we purchased. He was with me, and I'm like, you know, the guy wanted 75 bucks. I got him down to 60 um, you know, whatever. It was it was working. I'm like, the boards, the monitors are there, everything's there. So we loaded on his truck. And he's like, I go, let's just lay it down. He's got a $60,000 Dodge Ram truck with a plow package, leather seats, fancy. So he's like, no, no, we're going to stand it up. I'm like, all right, whatever. 
So we're standing up, we're driving on the highway, and then all of a sudden I hear boom, and I look back and go, oh my god, you can just fell on your tailgate. He's like, oh, son of a bitch, I'm sorry, man. I go, I don't care, it was $65, I'm worried about your truck. And uh, it put a little dent. The only thing that happened, it was, it was probably, uh, it had the, the instead of the, the plexi, it had the two glass pieces, uh, with the top one broke. And everything else was the same. There's two little gouges in the uh, side of the cabinet where it fell on the tailgate, but I didn't care. I mean, the cabinet was crap anyway. I got another one. But, uh, yeah, so I, I haven't really... I bought a... I got a centipede for 300 working. It has a Willis control panel that's all... Uh, I bought a new one and a new trackball. They've been installed. Negative. I'm just... Uh, the biggest thing was... Uh, the centipede, uh, the monitor was all crazy, and I just adjusted vertical hold, and it worked. And uh, and I own a Donkey Kong for uh, 250 bucks, delivered from a crackhead. <laughs> what what's his name? Tyrone Biggums? <laughs> no, it was. I live in I live in Buffalo, and it was on Rochester Craigslist, and I'm going back and forth all day, and I'm like, well, I don't know what I pay. You know, I'm new to the hobby. They wanted like four fifty. I go, it's not working. So they ended up coming to my house, delivering the, the Donkey Kong. And uh, the girl, I was a female I was speaking to, and the, she gets out, and the guy gets out, and I'm like, he's all jittery. I'm like, oh, God, this guy's a crackhead. Like, they're just trying to unload this game. Who's going to bring a game the next day to my house, deliver? So they bring it. It's not working. I look at it. I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm like, I think the board's original. The pictures she sent me were all... I go, I want pictures of the inside. I go, God, everything is there. Now they know what And you're then, like <laughs> I'm going to have to get the transcript for this. <laughs> they leave. You're, you're breaking up a lot. I do the deal. And then uh, I'm looking in the, in the back of the cabinet. Like I said, I'm new. There's a Molex connector that's not connected to the power supply. I'm like, it can't be this easy. Don't even tell me. Because they said it wasn't working. And I'm like, it can't be this easy. So I plugged up the Molex connector in. I plug it into my garage. And it pops the uh, GFI in my garage. Right. So I didn't even realize at first. The garage door is on a battery. And it's the first time that it was like, oh, I shut the garage door. I was like, why is it fucking beeping? And I'm like, oh, shit, it popped the GFI because it was on a battery, it was going really slow. And then they laughed days later. I'm like, you know what, I'll take it. Or I put it on cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude, you're just breaking but up a lot. It popped, it popped the GFI, you know, short, new to the hobby. Door, I go, hey, do you hear anything? He's like, no. And I go look in the front. I'm like, oh, my God, it's working. That was it. It was just the mold connected to the power supply. wasn't connected. It's working. I'm I'm still kind of like uh, cracking up about how you you beat you're beating the guy up for a seventy five dollar machine down a sixty five. Yeah, I know. I wanted it. For, I wanted it for fifty because he he bought it, he bought two games and his wife he, it was on Buffalo Craigslist and it was gone. It was like four days later, and then so I'm like, oh, you just bought this, right? Because I just saw this, and he goes, yeah, the wife's pissed. They gotta go. <laughs> I'm not, she doesn't watch these games here. He goes, it works, but it's messed up. And 
I sat there for 20 minutes trying to get down to 50 bucks. <laughs> ended up at 65. And then. Oh, <laughs> I don't think my cousin ever got a truck fix. fix. Dude, standing up, and he's doing the fucking tie downs, and then. Boom! Oh, dude. Oh. But that's it. What's weird is like when 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 you're talking, Dave. I'm drinking it. Like your your mute. What's up? Button, like when you're talking, it's like your mute button keeps lighting and unlighting and lighting and unlighting and lighting and unlighting. It's breaking up really bad. Yeah, yeah it's probably so on some kind of. Uh, it's because I don't know. You have your computer plugged into a GFI. <laughs> <laughs> No, this this is the setup. There's a spotlight and the power wheels. There's the grill, the plants, and it's like arachnophobia over here because freaking spiders keep coming on the ground. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I know it's getting kind of late, especially for like um, the East Coast guys. I know like you, Adam. Um, do, do it's you, only uh, two o'clock. Yeah. Maybe the the quick walk through your game for game room, or save that for another time. Um, uh, probably another time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'll be sure to. Uh, we'll probably I'll do that like um, first thing when we when we sync up next week or whenever we do it again. Nice. But yeah, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be fun. I'm actually I haven't been in there in a while, so it'd be cool to kind of just go back and check it out. Blow up a dust dust in uh, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Flip all the switches and see if everything still works or doesn't work. I think that was another reason why I just haven't been motivated to go in there is because there's just so many projects, you know. Right. What's your favorite it's, game? It's not like John's where you walk in and you turn on all the switches and everything's working. It's like, you know, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that's got issues. So, what was that? What's your favorite game? Um, probably the six-player X-Men, believe it or not. I mean, I, I know that it's um, uh, it doesn't have a lot of repeatability, or what's what's the word? Uh, replay. Re replay value. Um, but, you know, just walking in there with a bunch of friends and stuff. I, I love that you can play, like, five of your buddies. It's, it's just uh, it's, oh, it's hell a yeah. fun game to play. What game is it called? X-Men. X-Men, oh, uh, the six-player version. Got it. Yeah. Uh, that thing's huge. It's a beast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we moved yeah I, have a, I have a video on YouTube where... My, so my my game room is in the second floor of my garage, and my father-in-law owns a construction company, and I built um, a set of double doors so that he can come with his uh, backhoe, and he uh, he uh, can take the bucket off and lock it into a set of forklifts, and he brings the game right up and feeds it into the game room. There's a video on YouTube. I think I don't know if it's under one circuit. It might be under my other channel, AJCR125. But, uh, yeah, I, I filmed him bringing it in. and Actually, you can you can see a little bit of my, my game room there because I do – I pan a little bit and you can kind of see it but yeah that was a beast we had to take it up in two sections I think yeah yeah I've seen that video it was cool and that one does come apart doesn't it yeah it does, it's yeah. Yeah. Box. Yeah. yeah there it is right there no there's not one at Grinker's I was saying Damien could sleep in that one at Grinker's <laughs> yeah the the, uh, the control panel the front part that houses the control panel I mean it's massive but yeah, I mean, you can like, put a couple guys in there easy. Yeah, that's like a Japanese apartment in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would Batman do? 
you could put another game inside there and call two and for the price of one. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could put a four-player X game inside a six-player. <laughs> hey, uh, Adam. Yeah. I just watched your uh, Black Dog versus Brown Paint. That's freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> I, heard I made, that a, I I made the mistake of editing that while I was at work, and I was crying. Like, people in the cubes next to me were like, looking over, like, what was going on, and it was just, I don't know. I, I, uh, I just kind of played, played through it and just took all the clips where he said the word brown and then concatenated them together, and I was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> just tell your coworkers it was brown paint. Right. <laughs> And then the only editing I did was I took the last clip and I switched it because he zooms in on the brown paint and then he then he complains one more time about it and I thought it would be nice to kind of have that be the finale, just kind of zoom, zooming in on it. <laughs> <laughs> the best part was that, you know, it was very obvious to a lot of people that it was brown, but I think he might have thought the pigment was at the bottom of the can or something. And so he just casually stirring it, waiting for it to turn blue, and it just never comes. And it's like his brain's kind of processing, like, wait a minute, this is not going to turn blue. I like that he didn't cut any of that out, too. It's just quiet. He's just yeah, stirring the can. Well, he one of my favorite his videos, though, right? He edited something. What's that? He does edit his videos afterwards, though. Very little, and I gotta hand it to John. You know, I don't, I don't have the courage to do that. I actually do quite a bit of editing when I do my repair videos, but um, and we've talked about it a little bit. And he, he, he's not afraid to kind of just let let it record. You know, even if he makes mistakes, or whatever. You know, he thinks it's all part of the the learning process, and I and I agree. Yeah, um, I, I like I like it too. I think what he edits is like the boring stuff. He fast forwards it through it all. You know. Mm-hmm. And then he made some little comments at the beginning of the video too on like mistakes he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speed through like when he's sanding or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, on the flip side, that uh, we get like episodes like the one that he published uh, the last month, Jump Bug, which is as long as a Lord of the Rings movie. Oh yeah, mm. that's why I can only watch ten minutes. I just skip ahead. Yeah. Yeah, but I I watch every minute of it. Oh really? For some reason I I'm don't gonna get watch every minute Josh of it shortly. Videos. I don't get bored of at all. It drives me nuts when he throws the tools around so much. That drives Sometimes me Sometimes I'll listen to him you know, at work. I'll, I'll kind of just have it ring in the background, and I can hear the audio, and if he, if he mentions something that kind of catches my ear, then I'll flip over to the, you know, and see what he's talking about. Yeah, I do that too. Yep. I just love watching him spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see real clearly did it. Um, the Java on the jump bug because he was looking at the laminate most of the time. Yeah, no, I mean it actually it actually came out really good. I, mean, I, I got to see it firsthand. And aside from that one little one little mistake uh, on the laminate, you know, I thought it came out awesome. Which he used a spackle to uh, fix <laughs> drywall compound. Yeah, just little stuff. But I mean, it's it's you you see where it is in, in the lineup. You you never you're never gonna see any yeah, of that. Right, you know, for sure. Because when I uh, like, I want to watch the first part of his video he launched uh, this morning. It looked like when he tilted the cabinet on the back, that there was some imperfections in the spray paint at the very bottom underneath the coin door. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. You can see a reflection. It looked almost like you know when um, that stuff gets the particle board gets wet. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like you could see all that texture, and I wasn't sure if that actually was. 
visible close up or if you could see it like in just the, the video. But right. it did look like there was something there for sure. I think he was saying that the texture on the um, the, the the whole front there was a kind of yeah. Mine mine has yeah. a texture to it. It's it's not perfectly smooth. Well, I think it's almost impossible with that board, right? I mean, that stuff's terrible. Hey, Jim, you should take us a tour through your arcade one day, too. Well, I don't have much because I'm in an apartment. Most of my oh, games are in storage, fine. sadly. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got Madison in the red tent, and then you can't see eyes. It's over here. That needs to be restored yet. And that's just Miss Pac-Man and Omega Touch. You're in an apartment. You <laughs> What's it? You need to move out of an apartment. Oh, yeah. Well, believe me, it's on the roster. That's why I haven't been buying any games. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. He just buys web cameras for this. That's right. <laughs> I know how important it is to you to see me. I think Buff is trying to talk. He, he's making gestures. I'm not sure what he's doing there. No, no, no I'm not. I, I comment once oh, in a while. Oh, look, look, look. We're mad or something. It's funny. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not mad. <laughs> Buff doesn't get mad. He just gets even. <laughs> That's it, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I picked up more games last year than my entire time in this hobby as far as, like, on a yearly basis. I bought... Normally, I, I don't buy more than one game until it's done. Yeah. And uh, I picked up, I think, six last year throughout the year. It was just a crazy year, and they're all projects. And So how many do you have in storage? Ten. Wow. And oh, I, wow. I literally... I couldn't, I couldn't fit a book in there now. It, it's that tight. <laughs> So you got a ten by five storage then, right? Yep. No, it's a ten by ten. Ten by ten. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got the twenty by ten, and it'll fill a little bit more. Yep. They're all strategically in there. So a consensus here: Does everybody have a storage unit? <laughs> I'm actually looking for one. <laughs> hey, no, but yes. I, I can't. I'm looking forward to the day I don't need one. I just have the shipping yeah, container I have for I, renovating. I hate paying that extra rent. It's crazy. Well, it's stupid because I'm paying 60 bucks a month for 10 games I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. And as far as like work, fitting them in that unit, it, it didn't help that the last game I bought well, was uh, Cheyenne, and that's got the mounted gun. Yeah. It's like It was like playing Tetris. Like, what angle can I get this in here without... <laughs> and being able to close the door. How big is the storage locker for sixty bucks a month? Ten. I think it's like ten by ten. Or ten by ten. Oh yeah. my god, is that cheap? That makes sense because mine's ten by twenty, and mine's one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. I mean, you can't even get like a four by four for under one hundred and fifty bucks here. <laughs> <laughs> is that a uh, storage in your building? Uh, or? No, no, it's it's um it's about. Uh, 60 miles away from me. It's it's because uh, I, I used to live in St. Cloud and then I moved, and um, so they're all there. When I visit my parents, I usually drop by and just check on everything. Yeah, as I was going to say because when I lived in an apartment building, it was a hundred bucks for a postage stamp of a storage room in the basement. Yep. Yeah, I had a 10 by 5 like 15 years ago. It was 150 bucks a month. Oh, right. you lost me. Uh, my camera. Fine. My phone's dead. <laughs> 
That's a great freeze frame. Frozen <laughs> sex face. All I gotta say. <laughs> hey guys, look at me. This is like on, on the news where they're like, okay, we're um, we're connecting now to uh, to Ted. Ted, what can you tell us? And it's just a still image. Yeah, that, he needs to make that your new icon. That's all. <laughs> you know, I have a ten by twenty. Amish shed in my bed. Oh, okay, right? Okay. What do you think I paid for my Amish shed? I paid Amish shed. Wow. Built on site. Free? No. Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Did they call twenty-four? Did they twenty-four in a giant team and raise it for you? I'll bid one dollar. <laughs> no. One thousand Canadian pennies. Actual retail price. Well, I don't know if Brad's gone, but like you're paying sixty bucks a month, so that's like eighty Canadian. So you gotta always take that into account. Right. I'm still here. I just don't have a camera. Four hundred. I see. I, my cell phone died. You should have left that still up there, man. That was perfect. oh, that was great. Oh, no. <laughs> I was gonna go capture it real quick, and it was gone. Was, I was like, no. Well, you can capture it on YouTube. Just replay it. I, I never oh, got a because the arcade outsider was, was not. I didn't get a chance to fully charge my phone, and if it's only like half full, then it ends up dying during this whole thing. <laughs> that was great. You're, you're still on a laptop, aren't you? No, I'm using my home PC. I just use a my cell phone as a camera. Should just take like two frames, one with you with your mouth open and one closed, and just you know animate that well, back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, like twenty four hundred for a permanent um, storage is good. You know, at least you don't have to pay a monthly fee forever. So. Yeah, it was, it was good. I need more games. Put in. <laughs> Does it have like flooring in it to keep the moisture out or something? No, it's 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 a board and batten. Uh, I, 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 if I put something in there, would it be? You know, this is Buffalo. You know, the winters and everything. Would it would would it be bad, a bad idea to store a game there if I bought it? Uh, Unless you get the right flooring and moisture control. Yeah. Moisture's your only real villain. Uh, the cold probably won't affect it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought one of those big buckets. I don't know what they're, they're called, but they they soak up the moisture in this stuff for like 10 bucks at a... I forgot where I bought it. It's like damp rid. A what? Damp rid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's for tra it's for trailers to get in, in basements it's to get rid of the moisture during the winter times. Oh, it works great though. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I put that in my trailer every winter to to keep the trailer trailer dry. Doesn't it fill up with water as it works, kind of a thing? Yeah, you can get rid yeah. of it after it fills. You know. Yeah, the crystals just absorb water and then yeah, yeah just, it's damp rid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have small ones too. No, I get the yeah. big one. You can get them at like the dollar store for a, a buck for small ones. Yeah. Those are the ones they put in clothes. No. Yeah, or in a closet. Are <laughs> oh, you the little beads? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the little silicone beads. Silicone yeah. beads. I think these are more put like a six inches of that on the bottom of your floor. Oh, is that? A crafty and I don't have to worry about that because we live in the desert. It's this stuff. Yeah, there's no moisture here in the winter. I mean, they're big buckets. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> what do you mean it's not going to do anything? It works. I got one. 
No, no, no. I mean, it's not going to. No, in, in Colorado, the moisture is not going to do anything oh, to your, oh, your stuff because it would just still be a, a bucket of crystals at the end of the winter. Yeah, because the, the moisture doesn't hang around here. It just gets sucked out of the air. Yeah, Dave's in New York. I'm in Detroit, so we got about the same weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a good five seconds of dead air. Are we done for the night? <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at uh, at, <laughs> at Orange Whip's image. Yeah. Hey, it's back. A little bit YouTube. <laughs> 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 Damn you! Hey, wait! Somebody Photoshop Buffett's beard onto me, please. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's that's uh, Andrew's job, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's Andrew. Yeah, he's a specialist. Dude. I could do that. As, I could do that as well if I really cared, but I don't care. So. I can do it too. <laughs> Yeah, it almost kind of looks like. Can you Photoshop him into like an X-wing? You know, like in in the trench in, in the Death Star trench. Stay on target. Oh my, like, stay on target. Turn him, turn him into like, the cockpit, like you know, trying to you know. Are you talking about the big guy who's like jiggling as he's going down there? <laughs> Have you guys seen the the edit that they did where he's like eating a Big Mac and he's got fries in his hand and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you seen that? Seriously, it's hilarious. No. Oh, I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I just think of that, that Family Guy episode. Cover me, Parkinson. The guy's bigger than the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just kind of rumbles across the top of the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> I got to yeah. that clip. <laughs> That's a funny one. That's actually in the movie. I think that's in the Family Guy movie. Yeah, oh, it is. One where they did with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. the first one, Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> well, I think I'm gonna take off and let someone else go on. Don't end the show. But yeah, I mean, if you guys should probably uh, get the sack here. It's yeah. like yeah. thirty in the morning. Thirty. That was fun though. But continue to show. It's funny. It's fun to see new people come on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's nice seeing Adam on. So <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah nice to know you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on, Adam. Cool. Yeah, my pleasure. I, and Adam, just uh, before you go, I like all the little uh, cutout blurbs you put on the end of your videos. Now. The ends, yeah. yeah I think I it started the- with my son when we were filming one of the pole position updates. Um, he, we we had some footage or whatever that we we uh, we had to redo, and I thought it would be cute to kind of throw on there as a little tribute to him or whatever. And people liked it, so I, yeah, I keep it in there. That's yeah, the stuff that John leaves in. I usually cut it out, but I'm starting to put it back in at the end there. I, I think it's funny. It's great. I love it. Keep doing it. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> I think it's really funny. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. I love your videos, but I always look forward to the blurbs at the to end. To the end, yeah. <laughs> yes, always. Yeah, I'm not perfect. There's plenty of screw-ups. You guys just don't oh, see I'm, them all. <laughs> well, I, I don't... I, all the repair videos, I don't edit mine. Really? Yeah, the, all, when I talk, that's it's a one-shot, cut it, paste yeah. it, and go. <laughs> I don't edit it. No. I don't know how to, so that's... <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. The first one. That's it. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the one I was talking about right there. Going in. Cover me, Porkins. 
I'm right with you, Red Screen. There, I'll, uh, I'll share it. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, he like, spills his fries and stuff goes in. He's like, Alright, I'm gonna leave on a high note. <laughs> that was awesome. Hey, good talking to you guys. Yeah, good talking. Yeah, man. Catch you later. Yeah, yeah, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Right. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, funny. He's like got one hand. Each hand's busy. He's not really flying the ship. <laughs> <laughs> using the force. All right, I, I found that uh, Family Guy clip. Um, it's about 20 seconds in. I just posted the link. Yeah. God, that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's so stupid, but... <laughs> the other one I like this, is not... He's got this huge gut hanging out on top of the front of the X-Wing. <laughs> Yeah, the one I like that's not Family Guy is the one where they do Scotty on The Simpsons. Oh. When they go, you know, it, it's like fifty years in the future, and they're still doing Star Trek things, and he's like, "More power, Scotty," and he's like, "I can't do it, Captain. I can't reach the control panel." Trouble here. They, they knew exactly what to exaggerate in that movie. They did, absolutely. Yeah, the first one was good. The second two, eh, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just like the, um, the the uh, Imperial Walker fight on the second one where he's like, and uh, fire a giant boob nipple gun. <laughs> I just saw that where Porkins is hanging completely over the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not letting me watch that second one. Apparently, there's a restriction that you can't watch it in Canada. Uh, oh, just for the burns. record, that was that was not the comparison I was making when I talked about Star Wars Trench Run. <laughs> All right, guys, so I'm gonna take off. Until next time. Yep. That, there's the one week. I like about The Simpsons, which is funny. Catch you later, Mr. Mock. Thanks for coming, Mock. When they do the next outside, like next month, maybe? Well, yeah. probably later time. I'm d I definitely got to get myself a video camera, apparently. I get, I, I get oh, sorry, no pun intended, Mock. I get mocked with my screenshots. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't wait to see what Adam's going to do with it for next week. <laughs> yeah, this, happened, this happened to me last week, too, I believe. It, yeah, it did. Because there's, was there no show last week or something happened and we yeah. started early? Yeah, yeah. Was, no show last week. Yeah, yeah, so I just can't get my phone charged up fast enough. <laughs> I think you've had one show in five weeks. 
Something like that? Yeah. Uh, that's the sign of a show that's going away, usually. <laughs> yeah, well, they're running out of good stuff to talk about, really. <laughs> it is summer. I don't know. You know, I mean, you can keep good content going, good conversation going. Yeah, I think there's still there's still plenty that they could be they they could talk about. Um, I mean, as long as like their, their collections aren't sta- you know staying the same, they're adding new stuff or doing new things and working on new projects. I think there's always stuff that they could be. Yeah. Sometimes well, I get the oh, especially since Sean's Sean's moving. I mean, that's 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 opening up the door for more games and stuff. But I'm sure that's half of why he's busy right now. Didn't he just move there and have the garage all fixed up so he could have all these games out there? Yeah, I think or is that, so. Or is that Joe? No, That's I Joe. think that was Sean. Oh, really? He His moved everything into the garage, yeah. Yeah. So he could move them easily. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I get the feeling that, like, I don't know if this is true, but, like, Joe, like, gets his feelings hurt when John gives him a lot of shit when he doesn't know pop culture references and crap. So I don't know if that has enough thing with, you know, not wanting to do a show or something. I don't know. Well, sometimes it seems like just Joe and Fetish Boy just don't really want to do it at all. Some, yeah. yeah. It does you get like that feeling quite often. Yeah, they're like, like, ugh. Like, Joe would rather be watching a game and, I don't know, Fet well, just doesn't want to be Yeah, Fet just keeps getting talked over so much. That's the problem with him. They just butt him out. Yeah. Which I think is sad because I like what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Fett's um, aesthetic in terms of like what he's been building in his collection. You know, just yeah. kind of the weird stuff he gets into. Like he got on that rock hola kick, and that's been kind of fun to follow him. Yeah, he's done all those restores on Jump Bug, but Jump Bug Eyes, um, Ladybug, Ladybug. No, wait, was Nibbler? Nibbler, that's right, Nibbler. Did he have an eyes? Yep. I, he does, yep. yeah. Because he's always talking about how he was trying to get better at eyes. <laughs> he just had, the, I think, the three that he lined up outside. Oh, yeah. right, right. Just those three, right. Nibbler, Jump Bug, and Eyes, right? Well, he definitely yeah. likes to show his stuff in pictures and in his blogs and stuff, but I don't, I, maybe the live podcast just isn't for him. It's also late. He's got two little kids. I've got two little kids. Kids get up early. He's in Minnesota, though, so it's not as bad. No, it's not well, quite as bad. What is Minnesota? Central? Yeah. Central. Yeah. yeah, it's still late. I mean, it still goes late. Yeah. Kids get up early when they're little. John's kids are older. You know, it's, uh, it's a different animal. John lives in a whole different world where he can dedicate this much time to the hobby. Oh, John's a workaholic. Yeah, yeah, without his wife being pissed off. <laughs> John, John's got to be doing something, otherwise he's not actually alive. All that energy. I, yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, he's pretty well, high strong. Do, uh, yeah, he plays a lot of Splatoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 uh, at Rollfest, myself and John were like one of the last people. I mean, I'm an alcoholic, so I drink till whenever. But he hung out like a champ, but I'm like, man, first night, Friday, it was 2.30, Saturday, it was 4. Wow. Him. Yes, I mean, you guys probably didn't know that, but it was late. late. Uh, I, I was up there with you, but I wasn't drinking. 
which is even more impressive. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I closed out both nights. I was hurt. Where were you, Andrew? You know, uh, Friday night we hung out for a while, but Friday night ended up being kind of a weird chill night. I think that was the night that I hung out with uh, Sean for the longest. We yeah, you went over, you hung out with Fetch Boy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fett never came down at all. He never uh, came to the tables uh, at all after. You did the second. You did on Saturday night. No, I, I was I was the first. I was down there to pick the table. I didn't see him there at all on the beach at all. No, he, he was, came. He came down for a little bit. Yeah, he was down definitely on Saturday night. Yep. Um. So Friday night, yeah, it ended up being kind of a chill night, and then Saturday night we couldn't stay up too late because we were being threatened by having to leave at like crazy, stupid ass early in the morning. So I was like, well, I gotta. I gotta not do that. So, it didn't. It didn't bother me to stay up late, but then I paid for it. And I was sick the rest of the week when I was still there. Wow. You make it out to Grinkers when I can just like stumble back to my hotel room and and wake up whenever the fuck I want. Uh, I'll be yeah. up all night. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. I booked my hotel through Sunday night, but I can stay out Saturday night and not have to get up early Sunday. Yep. We're not going. We're not. We're not heading home until Monday. Yeah. Oh wow! See, I was considering doing that. I wish I would have now. It's yeah, it's, you can that last night really last. But yeah, uh, then you can go and just chill on Sunday. Yeah. Last last year I stayed. We stayed a few more days. This time we were going to leave on Sunday, but I was just talking to the wife, and she actually might want to stay longer now and drive to Portland because the following weekend is a retro <laughs> Portland retro gaming expo. So we might actually come in on a Thursday and then stay as long as everybody's around and then head out, drive slowly to Portland for the next wow. weekend. Nice plan. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little bit of a shocker when she said she wanted to do that, so I was like, cool. Huh. Yeah, every single night at Grinkers was a late, late, late night. Yeah, that was that was fun. I really enjoyed Brofest though, like the the beach atmosphere and everything. I love I love that. I had a blast. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the thing about Grinkers is, um, you know, it, it's location is just kind of in the middle of Eagle suburb, so there's kind of like a strip mall, and there's not like a lake, and you know, look like the Brofest had a really nice kind of like setting, you know. I mean, it wasn't anywhere close to. Fun spot, really. But you have it's kind of you know casual. You could, you know kick back by the water. You could you know yeah have those cabins. You know what kind I of. I mean, cool. I guess I found at Grinkers it was more. I was more concentrated on playing games. Yeah. It's just set up that way. It's so it's such an old school vibe at that that Grinkers like as an old school arcade. You just want to play games there. Yeah, and and, well, oh, and yeah. throughout the day and throughout the the evening, like. It's it's easier to be social, I think, at, at Grinkers than it is to be fun at Fun Spot. It's easier to be social while the whole thing's happening. Yeah, I mean, to be yeah. at a Fun Spot, it's like most of that that social stuff happened down in the bar, which is nowhere near the arcade. Or or on the beach after after everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like during the event, like the actual arcade part of the event. Whereas Grinkers, it's like it's happening all day long. All night long. Well, at the bar, it was really only certain people too, right? I mean, it wasn't everybody. Yeah. I got cut off at the bar. 
<laughs> hey, did you guys read? Did you guys read that post on on Clav that someone had an idea about making it where like the expert players would be in a certain like category, and then the, yes. there'd be a category for bros and oh, bros or pros? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that? I did not see that. Yeah, because you know, like the 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 world record holder comes walking in and just like trounces everybody, and then it's like, what's the point? <laughs> we yeah. do oh, that I kind see. of. I see what you're saying. Yeah. We do that kind of thing at Magfest on ice cold beer. There's there's like three or four guys, five guys that come in and like dominate the thing, but you know, between six and eight thousand point scores on there, then you got the average Joes that have never played it that are only getting two to five hundred. So. If you crest over like fifteen hundred to two thousand points, I'll automatically put you in the pro bracket, and your score doesn't count for the amateur bracket. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was kind of a bummer when uh, well, who is it? McAllister showed up yeah. to Rinkers last year. Yeah. I mean, I was I was fighting like crazy, dropping quarters and machines for the black and white contest, and it was like me and Matt back and forth. Uh, Matt uh, Blind Dog from Clove, and then John McAllister just walks in. Gets a good score on space encounters and it's done. Yeah. Because nobody could even get remotely close to his score on space encounters. He didn't even bother playing. He put a small score up on the other two because space encounters made him win everything. Right. It kind of uh, sucked. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if you have two different categories, like you know, pro and and uh, bro, I guess I guess the post was. That, Do you remember that what the title? Like a good idea. Do you remember no. what the title of that for, that thread was? I'm just trying to um, find it. It's, it was, I think it's the regular Grinkfest thread. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I think Sente, he posted it. It's it's hard to draw that line, though. Yeah, how do you decide? Well, I think so you, his idea was you let the people decide what the, what category they want to be in. The pro side or the bro side. Like so the honor system. The bro or the pro. Well, when you sign, you have to sign in when you get there. So you'd say, I, you know, which one you want to be in, right? So. But, but then you get the sandbaggers who want to, who will play in the bro category just to win it. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. But make, yeah. make the make the bro category worth more then. Yeah, we'll make the bro category like not really a cash thing. Just make that, well, like T-shirts or those kind of prizes, and then you know. I don't, know. I don't like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be cash for anything. It can just be like fun prizes. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's the cash that you know. I don't know that 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 always kind of makes it a little bit more iffy as a contest because people are incentivized to right. sandbag or to you know to actually win because they want to win the money. I always thought it was weird too that the people that are picking the games know the games, but they won't tell anybody else what the game is until the very last minute. <laughs> Somehow, I find that not quite. Very even either. Yeah, like John John picking pole position and. Well, you know there will be pole position will be in the in the tournament for sure, and so will Paperboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they're, they're, we're already talking about breaking Paperboy out into a separate thing. Oh yeah. So. Well, why? Because Joe's gonna win it. So. Well, no, to make it like a whole separate like just make it a separate challenge. Um. But he would still win it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, just not do Paperboy and not do. But it was part of the main tournament, so it wouldn't be like tied into like the main reason why people are there. So it's like set up a little separate thing, a Joe challenge kind of thing, or something like that. 
but the tournament points wouldn't be added into the main score. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's hard to make those separations. I don't have a problem if they want to make those separations, but then tell everybody what they are, so that everybody knows and can can practice up on those games. Then. Oh uh, well, you know the the thing is though, it's like uh, it's it's, I I agree with that only because it it helps uh, the people who maybe not be familiar with a specific game to practice it a little bit beforehand. Right. Uh, since obviously the uh, the world record guys already have that, but the um, I think the whole thing is like trying to make it a, a suspenseful kind of surprise thing. And as far as yeah. like the people that knew about the, the tournament games in you know leading up to drinkers and leading up to fun spot, that was like five of us. So we're not talking about like you know a ton of people. And, and I don't think any one of the five of us who actually picked games even finished the tournament. Well, wh- why don't you like? Why isn't it something like um, put a choice of thirty games up on a poll and let everybody vote on them? It doesn't. It's unfortunately, it's it doesn't work that way. It's actually hard to find games that work. In a no, but I'm saying in in the thirty, put games you know work in a tournament. Well, it's, and that the people vote on the ten that are going to go into it. Well, it, it's it's still not even that simple because like it's it's uh, when it came up to a fun spot, it was like what what did Gary have working? Well, fun spot's different, but I, I'm I'm talking Grinkers. And that still has that still has problems though. So what is working 100% that that uh, Steve's going to have ready going for the tournament? What actually has uh, tournament settings or agreed upon you know dip switch settings or um, you know uh, no continues? And... Right, but those are already in the list of 30 that you can choose from. And if number three is chosen and is down, then you go to a number I 11. What you're saying, but what I'm saying is it's not necessarily as simple as just throwing it up and saying it's a vote. There's a lot more other variables involved. Okay, I, I, I don't actually understand what those variables are, though. So we have to see what new games Steve has too. We should probably look on the website and see what he's added to his collection since you know, it's been a year. So, well, he said he was going to post one per week leading up to Grinker's one new game that he has. Like the first one was that I forget the name of it now. Was it? Uh, Space shooter of some old school shooter. Oh, space app. Yeah, space app. That's right. Oh, space I see. This app. this is this is Chris bringing this up. Sante. Yeah, Sante. Yeah. Of course, Kalen had a run on it before McAllister showed up. Yeah. Kalen. Kalen had the main tournament locked down. Yeah, Kalen was up there. Yeah. He did. Sante was up there too. I think he came third, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was third. Because yeah. I remember he was he put up like I was like oh I got like sixty thousand on Circus Charlie and I was all happy and then I walked by him playing it at some point and he had like three hundred thousand points. Oh god! No, and he's def- he definitely is in the pro. It's like oh okay well he he knows how to play that. <laughs> yeah, I mean one one option would be to 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 reduce the prize money a lot, so it's not. Yeah, I think I think that. Yeah, instead of money, I mean, just like T-shirts or whatever. Or, but you know, the money part of it's like that just kind of attracts the wrong. I don't know. Well, the wrong it, kind of competition. Well, that's what attracts the pros. Yeah. Yeah. If the if the if the tournament is, I mean, even bragging rights, the notoriety to be gained by just saying you won this tournament, they'll show up. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, if it's a reason for them to, to travel someplace to play video games, and just even if it's no money and they just get their name on a certificate. But if everyone else sucks in the tournament, then they won't want to come. <laughs> so, yeah. We're all just terrible. If it's not taken as a serious tournament at all, then they won't. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what John uh, had talked about on the podcast after last or before the Grinkers that I went to. So after the first one, he was already talking about like, you know, do we want this to be a serious tournament or because people are going to start showing up? Right. Yeah. Like, Pros, yeah. But it's also it's it's, it's pretty awesome just to, to be there and like watch Fly put up like crazy scores. Um, oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean that yeah, was cool. Too. So some of that also is is pretty cool. Yeah. How do, you keep it, how do you keep it fun for people who just want to show up and hang out and play games and you know maybe win a tournament like or place in a tournament, um, but also bring in people who are interested in actually just winning. Right. Well, I mean, like you said, I think there's going to be sandbaggers. Well, if you, if you put up brackets, there's going to be sandbaggers, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, DeSante, his whole thing, he's reading here, What some guy comes in, a world-class player, and comes in and wins. Well, he's obviously saying he's a bro, but, I mean, he destroyed 99% of the people who were playing. Yeah, I He came in third, right? Reading so that, it does he does make it sound like he would be a bro, but... Yeah, he's, so he he's would totally destroy. A player. I mean, he can compete with those guys. Yeah. For sure, right. Like, I, like, I think that's the problem. But let's let's say like um, like 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 look, take me for example, right? So in the in the title tournament, I was really good at one game, and yes, I was far and away better than anyone else at the tournament at that one game. But I sucked at everything else, <laughs> right? So would would if you look at a pure point spread kind of thing to bump me up into the next bracket, it wouldn't even be remotely fair. Because I suck at everything else. It just yeah, one I wouldn't go with an auto. It'd have to be like you pick your own bracket, but I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty tough to please everyone. It is, yeah. I mean, I, and I was be the opposite because I never had played any of the black and whites ever, and I came second or third, and I'd never played any of those games before ever. Right, and I think and I think that the spirit of the thing is to get people who maybe haven't played a lot of these games. You know, they, they haven't put a lot of hours into eyes. They've never even heard of it. And, you know, now they've got, got to play it because it's in the tournament and it's the challenge. And Alpine Ski actually is probably the best example from, from yeah, that. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> for us, where it's like we actually, like, that became, like, a big deal. This stupid fucking game. <laughs> it was fun watching each other playing that, though, you Yeah, know? yeah that, that's probably what I had the most fun with out of the whole tournament idea was that, you know, it got me playing games like Alpine Ski and Circus Charlie, games that I probably wouldn't, you know, wouldn't really care about playing if I had my choice of, well, play whatever you want. Right, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it, it is one of the reasons why I didn't play any games at BroFest. I knew there was no way in hell I was going to come remotely close to anything. No, Steve W. and Don Hayes, you knew they were going to win everything. Exactly, so I was just like, meh, I'll enjoy a different side of this. Yeah, yeah that's what I would have done. Right. Yeah. So, but 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 maybe that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, I agree. It is a problem. I don't like. It, but I, yeah, I don't know how to fix that. I, like I don't the, think. There, uh, I don't think there is a way to fix it. The, the T-shirt for the uh, bro, the bro bracket. It's not money. It's just a trinket. But you're in well, the bro bracket. You know, the money's for for everyone. Oh, you're in the bro bracket. You're gonna get a T-shirt, whatever. Because I mean, 
Andrew, you were behind me. I hadn't played Wacko since the 80s. I played right. it once, probably, you know, whatever. I played in an arcade. You were behind me. I'm like, man, I haven't played this. All those games I haven't played since, you know, 43 years old. I played, you know, the, the popular ones. But uh, I like the uh, the idea of just a, a trinket, T-shirt, whatever. Well, you know, everything else is. If you want to be in the bro category, you might you might win something if you're not a, uh, you know. Well, hey, maybe maybe, maybe uh, door prizes. Yeah, well, door prizes. Oh. Yeah, I think I think Rappel's probably gonna make a comeback because that that worked really really well. Um, but uh, you know maybe maybe something like uh, for all of our sponsors who are donating prizes. Maybe the raffle isn't as big of a deal since we won't need to raise as much money uh, aside from just paying for our costs on everything. Um, you know, maybe the, the the bro bracket is winning stuff like the fucking space ace side art. You know, so make it like collector shit that's like for restoring your games, like uh, you know, like Slackmo rebuilding your vector monitor. That's a huge prize, and that would be a huge big deal for someone to want to win that bro bracket. But someone who's like a like a top score player, they can give a fuck. Too bad right. Gak wasn't here. How how about uh, I just thought about when uh, Dave was talking about you know the the cash prize for the pros and whatever for the what about the pros actually pay to get into the tournament? That's and then, they, and then they can win money. Right. So they, they have anybody who doesn't want to pay, they're in the bro. At that at that point, it's a bit of a gamble for them. So yeah, they, they yeah but they're pros. No, I know, no, that's what I'm saying though. But like, it's the, it's the idea they have to pay in to get something back out of it. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, it be a minute. that way, you know, if you're going to be in the pro category, you have to commit. You can win money. Well, at least, you, at least as a pro, you you have a chance to win money. Well, shit. Yeah. Maybe maybe at that point too, you're you're allowed to enter both brackets. Play as a bro. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. It's like, uh... It's different games, though. Never mind. Well, yeah, that's a good question, too. It's like, if you had Pro and Bro, do you have different games for the Pro one? That It's not as many. It's like, okay, these are the five games. Yeah. Well, then, that, then we're just going to drink more. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we ought to have maybe maybe uh, yeah uh, brackets or uh, like mini challenges that involve drinking too much. Well, yeah, that's the problem because like uh, ten thirty on like Saturday when the tournament's almost over and I'm trying to get a better score and then I realize, no, oh, I think I've drank too much for this. Right. <laughs> well, and you know all the pro guys aren't drinking at all, right? Well, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, I know Sente doesn't drink. Red I made that decision at five o'clock. <laughs> there, there is a drinking requirement. Right. Yeah. Well, we want to see your bar tab for today, and you must assume that how many drinks in the last. So there's a there's a six beer bracket, and there's a twelve beer bar bracket. You have to take a breathalyzer. <laughs> breathalyzer. There's the gack bracket for. <laughs> <laughs> You only qualify for by being asked to leave and then scaring an old man in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> scaring an old man in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm gonna bring a breathalyzer to Grinkers. I'm gonna do one. <laughs> yeah, do well. 
No, I, I love that idea. Like, uh, alcohol content must be a certain level, and then uh, we'll just spring it on, and then everyone's got to play this one game. Oh, that's kind of fun to think about. Drunk fest. Or, or uh, you play the game, and your breathalyzer, your uh, alcohol, blood alcohol content is a multiplier for your score. <laughs> oh, that sounds no. dangerous. Oh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but you don't earn any extra bonuses beyond three. And, and it's a ga- the, the gas it's, challenge. We can't have anybody shooting for four. <laughs> uh, the only problem with the breathalyzer is you got to have 20 minutes before your last drink. Before it's active. Oh, uh, okay. That's because if you, if you take a sip, then you're going to blow crazy. Yeah. You're going to have 20 minutes. Even with just beer? Yeah, everything. Cause it's, it's, it's residual alcohol in your mouth. Oh, uh, okay. So it goes crazy. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait 20 minutes. <laughs> I can't wait 20 minutes. Maybe in between sandwiches. Between <laughs> sandwiches, that's right. Yeah, I'll take a break for a sandwich. Yeah, but then I'm usually drinking beer with it. <laughs> I got a piss in my backyard. <laughs> Dave, Dave's our buddy, the cop. <laughs> that is interesting, though. Andrew, you put a multiplier on it. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> But what would be a good game to go with that? It was something that's really hard, like 720 or something, drunk. <laughs> something that requires coordination, yeah. Yeah, because 720 is so low. After multiplying by a decimal, though, your score would be like 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we'd have to, we'd have to adjust. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, even like a game that's just like basically challenging, like Donkey Kong, after a yeah. few beers, is fucking miserable. <laughs> like I can't play Donkey Kong after like two beers. Like I just won't even. Oh, wait a minute! Obviously, Alpine Ski. Alpine Ski. That's a good. That's a good point. Actually, he's Marble Madness it. would be the ultimate. Oh, Marble Madness. Sure. Yeah. You have or to like two levels. Track and field. <laughs> but it's like you know coordination there. Jump. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, have a uh, come on, baby. Oh boy, that that game is fucking disturbing. It is very weird. I told my wife about it, and I don't think she wants me to go back to John's place. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What's a come on, baby? It's it's a game we were talking about last week, where it's some weird Japanese game where you're babies, and you're in these track and field type races, and you have giant buttons you have to mash, like track and field, but it's really but they're, weird. But like, they like, take their diaper off? Yeah. Mm, weird. There's one that you have to smack the buttons really hard to make the baby stretch the rhino out, and then he'll uh, catapult. <laughs> and there's another one where I think you do have to land on the sumo. It's like a long jump, but you have to land on these sumo guys at the end. So it's like a track and field clone, though? Yeah, it's like it's kind of modern. I think it came out in, like, 2000. Okay. So we're just a really weird Japanese game that... Um, it's, it's in a Mortal Kombat clone cabinet. So it's a little bit racist. And it is a little bit racist, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's about a naked baby that pulls his diaper down and goes to the half. He spins around and shows you his dinky. Oh, man. <laughs> so fucking Japanese. I remember that Japanese game. I think it came out 
in the 2000s or something. Oh, I think it was the yeah, Bunga Bunga. You shove your finger up someone's ass. What the hell? Oh, it's a real game. Um, yeah, it's like the... It has a real, like, model person's butt, and uh, you grab, a like, a hammer that has a fist with a finger, and you and the, 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 the video screen is the person's face, and then you shove the finger up the butt as hard as you can, and, and the character lets out a scream. Oh, my God. The well, harder you do it, the more more points you get and all that stuff. It's a real game. It's it game. is. And you got to pick, like, if it's your mother-in-law or your father or your dad. Yeah, someone you oh. hate. Yeah, someone you hate or, or a cop. Yeah, you got to pick, pick your character that you want to show. Do you, have like, do you have, like, special moves in that game, like the umbrella or something? Like... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I never really let out screams and you slam it in their ass. There's, like, tears coming out of their eyes and stuff. Oh, <laughs> it's on that YouTube. That horrible. Bunga Bunga. I think that's what it's called. Bunga. Yeah. I give that game two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> John's got to put that in his arcade. <laughs> yeah, then he can pose by it too. It's really rare, guys. He like give it the, he can give it the thumb ring. Oh, uh, yeah. You can customize your fist. You can add a thumb ring and a swatch, and yeah. <laughs> a swatch. You, can, you can buy accessories. It's like your avatar. You can, you know. <laughs> there, I posted a link to uh, a big screenshot of. I think that's a modern remake of it, but it's the same idea for Android. But same idea. Come on, baby. Oh, weird. What will they think of next? All right, guys. It's one. Yeah, it's about that time. I gotta stay up yet. I'm driving my wife to the airport in an hour and a half. Wow. Five fifteen flight. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, you gonna call me here in a few minutes after the podcast? Well, no, I gotta go to bed, but I will call you. I will call you soon. Uh, tomorrow. I'll try to. Today was my birthday, so I was kind of preoccupied, but right. I'll, I'll try to call you tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys. All right, guys. Until next time. Until next time. Later. Later. Later.